While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. myself don't worry i mean we started already so go ahead dude <laughs> oh are we recording already <laughs> yeah we are yeah so well i i actually have a a bone to pick with one of you and what's up probably me um <laughs> believe it or not it is tomas today Fucking oh, Scott I free. i'm out the honeymoon is over tomas what i do is, what I'm i do full full ass wife to you now buddy <laughs> what okay? i do so i get a call today um, <laughs> from from my uh from my buddy Salvatore, who loves our show, because <laughs> okay? I, I put out the Dune episode and we were talking and, about yeah, it. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, dude, thanks for the shout out. He called me. He was like, yo, bro, thanks for the shout out. I'm like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yo, the shout out you, for the, on the podcast. You shot me out on the podcast. I was like. I did. That was he's six like, months ago. And he, was, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." On the on uh, what episode? He's like, you know, the the Dune. <laughs> and I was like, he goes, "The Dunes episode, the Dunes," because he's never seen it. And I was oh like, my God. I was like, bro, we recorded that literally maybe a year and a half ago. At <laughs> so I don't even remember it at all. You know, but uh, oh yeah, that's my, my bone pick, bro. Um, he also is like, "Hey, are you guys gonna like start putting out more content?" Because like he's like, "I have been missing this," and it shot as soon as it popped up. He started listening. <laughs> that's awesome. No, Hold on, honey, I'm not already, getting the groceries. I, already, I need to already, listen to this. I already <laughs> yeah. have, so I have. I finally. Well, it says Eternal Sunshine was all fucked up, and I'm yeah, sorry that's about not that. happening, people. Sorry. That's not happening. Sorry <laughs> about that, guys. We're gonna have to skip that one. Uh, so and I've already and I TLDR, already completed. we loved it. Yeah, yeah, we gave it a very good rating. I think all yeah. of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we so, can give them our rating at the end of this episode. Just maybe. I don't know that we actually did it. <laughs> yeah. But like uh, Magnolia's edited this in the can, and then I'm gonna start killing Zoe tomorrow. So I'll be putting them out like the next few weeks. Yeah, so he's excited, bro. That's my bone. It's like, listen, yeah. dude, we have I'm the sorry. viewers. Give the viewers what they want, Tomas. <laughs> I Look, will do that. I apologize. Will apologize to Sal right I'm, now. I'm going to apologize to Sal. Let Sal know. Okay. Send him a text right now, Eric. Let this him know. going to be I'm like a- his ringtone or something yes, for exactly. all 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to put it out there. Sal, record this when you hear it on your phone. Sally, <laughs> I love you, bro. I'm getting you more content, bro. Okay. Getting you more content. And don't, and Tomas, don't ever embarrass me in front of my friends. <laughs> okay. Dude, that's what I'm, that's and what if I'm here for. Wants us to cover everybody wants to cover something. If anybody wants us to cover something, just call us up, cuss us out, and tell us what we're supposed to be watching. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you, yeah me, for real. Me, Somebody, I'm going to give, give you Derek's idea. phone number right now on the phone oh, fuck. recording. <laughs> <laughs> I have his social too. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, here, here, here we go. Uh, you know, this is just hit, hit me up on my DMs, boo. What demographic are we catering to? Podcast at Movies Rock Podcast. Hit me up on those DMs. Look, eight six seven five three zero nine. That's Derek's number. That's Derek's number. Yeah. Yes, 
Yes. You know, it's going to be like almost like um, it's like uh, it's almost Half like our viewers don't know that joke. <laughs> I know because well, they're in like Siberia. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, man. Oh, Germany clocked in. So it's all good. Mm. Guten Tag. Anyways. Guten Tag. Yeah. So anyway, right. do we even know if that's right? <laughs> I swear to God. Nine. All right. I didn't take German, but you folks are probably all right. So welcome. Guten Tag. There's, there's, guten, there's guten Morgen, which is good morning. Oh God! All right, this is the lesson. I think folks, I, think, I think I think Guten Haben is like good evening or good afternoon, some shit like that. I don't know. Oh, wow. Either way, hmm. and I learned it from. You're ready for the games. hate mail, dude. It's coming. I mean, <laughs> I get it. We deserve it at this point. <laughs> so yeah, so hit us up. But either way, yes. All right, so Sally, we got you, boo. We got you. Anyways, all right. All right um, moving forward. Oh yeah, we're recording. This is a new yes. episode, guys. Yes, this is a new episode. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go ahead. Let's go ahead and go to our drinks. What are you guys drinking? Mm, uh, I'm Eric. Go, guys. I have the largest cup in my New York Giants cup. Please, please nice. tell me what it is. What of is it? Gin and tonic. I'm gonna get ripped. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's go. It's yeah. gonna let's be a good episode, folks. Let's go, mm. dude. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. excited. Tomas, sir, what do you have? I changed it up today, and I'm actually quite impressed that I like my stuff here. So I am drinking bourbon and Coke Zero. Okay, mm-hmm. but the, surprised. Bur- the bourbon that I'm drinking <laughs> is a bourbon out of Washington State. It's called um, Woodenville. Okay, it's bourbon whiskey, but it's finished in port casks. Oh, now. I know I probably should. I should probably should be drinking this on the rocks or neat, but it's a podcast, and I can't be drinking an entire fucking bottle of bourbon. I mean, I I did an entire bottle of Screwball. Remember that? I did that for you. (laughs) No, you did that. We we appreciated that you did that. And but one of my favorite episodes. (laughs) I won't do this for anybody. So there you go. (laughs) Fair enough. That's a good drink, though, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. It is nice. I like it. And you know what I've noticed is that bourbon bottles are so nice looking. They're pretty. I know. I'm gonna lie. They're pretty bottles, dude. I'm like shit. They're nice. Mm. But there you go, Schlanza. Good stuff. What you got, D? All right. So does anybody know what today is? Uh, today we talk about recording an episode <laughs> six months Ash ago Wednesday. or a year ago. Ash it's Wednesday. Wednesday. We're one day late. So I found a Mardi Gras beer. Ooh. Nice. Mardi Gras um, Bach. Is it a Bita? It's a Mardi Gras Bach from a Bita. Oh, yep. I know my shit, dude. Yeah, bro. Those <laughs> yeah, little bottles. So it's those little bottles. Let's see if it's awful. Who knows? <laughs> well, well, if you liked uh, Shiner. He doesn't like any beer, typically. He does not. That's, he does not like it, folks. He oh, does God. not like it. That's a hard no. That's a bite. I got some oh. bite into it, bro. What kind of beer is it? It's a Bach. Ah, it's a Bach. It, yeah. I like Bach, though, man. So is it I. a double it, Bach? It, or it is, is the hoppiest beer I have ever tasted. Really? <laughs> oh, this is way too much. I don't I even like, like Bach, the flavor. German pearl hops and caramel malt. Yeah, because box are typically like a sweeter and a thicker beer, and I like that because I can't smell, so it that's, helps me. That's yeah. You did I'm not like immediately it, moving on to the second. You box. do not like it. <laughs> I will not be touching that. It's, I don't hope that I warm up to it. It is not. Coming give it back to Betsy. Here. She might like it. No. What? Why? Betsy's got better taste. She likes the same shit that I do. All the okay. sweet shit. I don't know. You like? You didn't like that that pickle beer. All right, so I'm bringing in uh, the girliest of girl drinks. Yeah, because... Cider? And by the way, by the freaking way, 
I went there specifically. I didn't go there looking for the Mardi Gras. I just, it was a byproduct, an accident, yeah. right? I went there to look for Zima. I wanted to bring a Zima <laughs> as a joke. Yeah, dude, they're not. It's like seasonal if you're lucky. Dude, yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I went from fucking Timbuktu and back, dude. I couldn't find it. They I don't, don't even think they make it they anymore. Don't, so they only do it like every now and then every couple years it's not like uh oh you can get it once a year it's like uh, every few years we're gonna put out some zima that's what they do that's yeah. i don't think i don't think they like, other than that that's the only I, time they make it because i yeah i had it maybe three or four years ago and i loved it it's terrible but it's great <laughs> you know so white girl wasted yeah dude i went looking for it in hopes of just the joke right that yeah. been <laughs> i just hey got brought a zima that's it yep. anyway here's what i actually brought um it's like Mal- the original okay. hard seltzer i know you're, you're, you guys are gonna <laughs> ring here for this one Tastier, right. yeah sparkling malt beverage with natural flavors five percent alcohol it is a malibu splash Passion oh. fruit and coconut. Oh, oh, very nice. Is that a seltzer? Or is it just like a drink, like a spritzer? I am hoping that it is just a spritzer, but because I prefer like seltzers are good if you're trying to lose weight. But uh, if it tastes it definitely good, doesn't it's not ta- a seltzer. It's not a seltzer. Yeah, this is very sweet. Oh, okay, but it yeah, says uh, Malibu is sweet. I as think hell it's like it. I think it's like a, like a cocktail in a can, dude. That's yeah, what it is. Malibu is just think, really you might sweet, be right? Yeah, you might be right because it does taste remarkably like Malibu. So yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some in here. It's probably what it is. It's, it's just a cocktail in a can. Dude, I love Malibu. Sparkling it's good. Beverage. Huh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. delicious. When I want to definitely like, drink this. When I want to drink like bitch drinks like Derek, Malibu, Malibu's, Malibu's my go-to. You know, my Malibu Babries. That's what Derek drinks. First off, your Malibu ass was drinking Babries. White Claw two episodes ago. Because, listen, bro. It was not keto. Okay, Look, I'm not. I'm not shaming you for it. I don't act like you don't do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not shaming I, you either because I like them them drinks too, bro. I'm not. Gonna I, I, I am shaming you because you guys are a couple of fucking pussies. That's what you're <laughs> he's the only one. He's over here drinking real bourbon, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> hit me with a Cosmo, please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's oh, like, like you know the capitalist. That's right, sport. <laughs> mm, thank you okay anyway that is way better than that uh, you know if you like box then maybe what what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like in like like in once upon a time no one knows you this is a recording it's audio i know but you do dude we can't see we can see you yeah that's why anyway the mardi gras bach if you like bach you probably like this but i don't i want to taste i it. do like the bottle though the, the way ship it, it looks it's got like the face Thanks. of like it's got like the cool rex on it and shit like that it's cool it's got like a mardi gras uh float on it i'm gonna cool. pour it into like a bunch of paper towels and, and then, then put that in a ziploc bag <laughs> no no not even a ziploc bag just the wet roll of paper towels in a cardboard box and yeah. ship it to you That's, that'd be great i appreciate just that squeeze it out just yeah. squeeze it out <laughs> Dude, I have an idea. Just put it put it in your dog's bowl. They'll drink it. They'll be soggy good. Soggy cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you should right. give some to your dog. Your dog would go crazy for it. They Let's would do love it. Bach? Why? Really? Yeah. Why not? Dogs a, love beer. My dog, like I, I, I'll give him a taste. Like I'll pour some on the ground if I'm outside during the summer, and he'll look yeah, that yeah. shit right up. He'll love. I've it. never given my dogs beer. Oh yeah, my dad sometimes and sometimes my oh, dad dude, used, love it. My dad when when he had his dogs, he would like pour out just a little bit of whiskey yep. on the floor. Yeah. And they they'll go crazy they, for they'll it. They'll go yeah. nuts for it, dude. I and won't give him a large amount, but I I'll give him a taste. You he know? did he has a little Pomeranian or whatever, like a little tiny dog mm. and he gave it to him and he said like 10 minutes later the cat the dog was falling over. 
Yeah. It's so small. <laughs> when, got drunk. when I turned 21, like I was young, my bestie in Jersey had young like young. a little Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> and um, we were got were drinking one night and we just kept on putting gin in his water dish. <laughs> oh my and God. he drank so much of it. And it was wild, bro. Like he couldn't walk straight. He started like running around in circles, but falling over and rolling. Like I felt but so bad. Speak perfect English and recite the alphabet backwards. He did. He looked at us and he was like, "Good sir, good day." I'm feeling a little wobbly here. Turns out Eric was just throwing back the gin the whole time. Yeah, it was actually me. I didn't feed any of it to the dog. It was just me super drunk. No, but like I felt ever since that point, I'm like, I'm never going to give an animal that much to drink ever again because I felt bad. And he he threw up a little bit. So, but now I'll just give, I'll give Doug a little taste. Oh, Doug, Doug boy. Yeah. My, How's my those thumbs going for him? He loves them, dude. They've he been going crazy for them bad boys. He does anything for them. I appreciate nice. it. It's like dog crack. All right, it cool. Is. All right, so we got everything going now. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. You got Sweet. News, let's guys? go ahead. You know yeah, I, I don't. Fuck you, Eric. All right, so um, <laughs> the drawn silence. It was so good. <laughs> let's go ahead and take it to the news desk. <laughs> Of the day. Whatever that sound thing <laughs> that you do. Yeah, I got I got it from the free sound library. It was like totally free on the internet. It's awesome. <laughs> exactly. It was great. What do we got? What we got? I mean, All you're right, gonna so play it. I don't want to be <laughs> I don't wanna be I don't wanna okay. Like always, we have some political things happening, but yeah, hmm. I don't want to go into, you know. The bullshit that's going on with Ukraine and Russia, all that kind of crazy shit, and what the geopolitical aspects of it and what kind of ramifications are going to happen. But there is a pop culture feel to it at the moment. So recently it was decided by a few studios that they're going to pull their movie releases in Russia. They've canceled the releases in Russia. The ones I have a list of at the moment, okay, on today, in the year of our Lord, 2022, I know the money. <laughs> you thought I wasn't gonna no, do it, dude. No, hate it. I wasn't time. gonna do it. Thought I wasn't gonna do it, dude. It's my Once favorite you, part of it. If they take you out, I pull you back in. Anyways, all right. Mm, so the movies that the, the theaters that I have, the sorry, the companies so far is Warner Brothers, uh-huh. Sony, uh-huh. and the Walt Disney have all paused or canceled. The, the or delayed the release of films in Russia right now huh. based on what's happening. So here's the thing. They've paused the release of his films at the moment, but right now, I mean, like they've paused the release of the new movie Turning Red, which was going straight to Disney Plus. So they're not releasing it in Disney Plus in Russia, which they have they totally can. You can stop that from happening on the internet. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else you can get it, but you can't get it in Russia uh, pretty soon. I think this okay. is worth talking about. I'm glad so, you brought it up. And then, and then, but the, the real thing is, is that earlier in the week, Warner Brothers had said that no, they're going to release Batman because you know it was already set to come out because it's coming out Friday, mm-hmm. and it was going to take too much trouble. I guess they figured it out, um, or somebody got wind of it and got on their asses about it. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It. That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. Somebody got upset, and so they decided to pull the plug anyways. So they pulled the plug. 
Um, and I mean, it sucks. The whole situation happening with Ukraine and Russia totally sucks. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm a conspiracy guy, but it almost seems like we're marching towards World War Three. But who knows? Um, it's well, kind of a weird situation. A lot but of the Russian citizens don't. They don't know what's actually happening. Not even, and, and, and they don't even, have the full story to even yeah. form an honest opinion. Because exactly. we've cut the whole world has cut them off, so that's no, probably no, has a lot. Well, of it's not because Russia, of that. They're, they're, because they're, they're pivoting that on yeah. all the propaganda they get. That's true. Yeah. On top of that, on top of that, you know, there's quite there's also reports of soldiers that showed up and they're like, we didn't even know this was happening. Like they didn't even know half the shit they were supposed to be doing. But because they're soldiers, they got to follow orders. But that's neither here nor there. In regards to this aspect, what is your opinion? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing in the moment? Like, what's 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 what? Do you, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you want to go first, Derek? Or do you, I? A, yeah, let I me go because I'm I'm have a short, sure. succinct point. I hope. Yep. Um, Fuck them. Here's here's. <laughs> I feel that uh, it is a uh, maybe an evolutionary or growth point for human society to. Uh, on a very large scale, all look at this atrocity and take nonviolent action to uh, participate. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, every financial exchange cut cutting Russia's connections off, and um, you know, I see internet providers and technology providers are prohibiting their technology from operating in those countries. They can't get material, they can't yeah. get parts and components, and all these things. So essentially, you're punishing their economy for a decision that was disagreed upon by the majority of the world. Um, I feel I mean, their like, economy is in the fucking toilet. I mean, have you, have you seen the ruble? It oh is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, the, 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 and, it's and insane. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. tragic even for, for people, some people that the people. The, the, the people that are living and working there and just trying to make a living, you know, that, that they didn't have any choice or even opinion on this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're impacted the same way, but I, I hope that because, you know, you hit somebody in the wallet, it can take a little bit of time before it hits home, but I think it is, send, it will send a strong signal. And, um, you know, if companies want to entertainment, they want to pull out of those countries. I mean, that is within their power. They, and if they think that that's right, they have the right to do it. It's their services. They can choose what where their stuff goes, where their products go. Um, I mean, I think it's, I don't, I don't feel like they should be obligated to do it. I think that they should on their own want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's me because it's a way to participate without, and, and I'm sure inevitably we will need some kind of violent uh, action taken and, and maybe that will be necessary, but I like that we didn't start there. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I agree with that. That, that was pretty almost, exactly what i was feeling I, I do think that it sucks for like there are innocent people in russia that don't even know what the hell's going on like civilians it sucks for them because they're getting cut off by the rest of the world not just for media and entertainment but world money banks, money you know and that's that's a, that's an issue and that's not their fault because <clears throat> they don't make these decisions but also to to piggyback off of what derek said this is a non-violent way to tell you to go fuck yourself, you know, mm-hmm. in that we're not, we're not down with this. And you're, we're, we live in a world that, you know, has different governments, but 
hopefully we're trying to ha- live in a world that promotes peace and that you can't just invade places because you want it, you know? Yeah. So um, to and me, paint it as though you're doing everyone a favor. Yeah. And you're not And in the rest of the world in this one weird instance has almost the world, almost the whole world is like behind this, that this is not a good idea. You know, like no, almost yeah. the entire world is like, no, Russia, this ain't cool, dude. <laughs> like, no, yeah, like, I mean, nobody's feeling this, you know? It's this is like a complete like this is what this is what you would hope for is the aspect of a world economy, of a global economy where everybody's connected to the same types of situations, the same types of server banks, things of that nature, and everybody runs through everything. And with world investments happening all over the world and things of that nature, companies and different people investing in different countries and everything, it's all connected. Money's all connected. All right. And and what they're doing is hitting everybody that is against is 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 like doing the attacking on Ukraine, hitting them where it hurts, and that's in the wallet. Yeah, because like, that's where that, money talks, baby. That's what oh makes my God. the world work. You know, and and, well, so, and I feel like if you're if okay, so. You know, I mentioned this earlier. Like, uh, m- m- this is this is the Russian government's attack. This is Putin's attack. This is not the mm-hmm. Russian people no. making this choice. Um, but they are going to be impacted by this inflation and and crash of of their the, the ruble value, right? Yeah. And my hope is that sends a quick signal to the people of Russia to dig deeper, open their eyes and, and get all the right information and, and form an opinion that has, it's founded in fact. Um, because this is not, I hope, I hope this is something that propaganda can't cover up. Yeah. Like when you go to buy a loaf of bread and it's $37, I, I hope that it causes you to question, you know, and, and it's, it's not of their own fault. They just, they're, they've been isolated from, truth for so long that they believe things to be the way that they are not they live in a different reality yeah uh, you know what's funny too about that just what i mean what you just said is absolutely true and i hope that they fucking see that because a loaf of bread is going to cost them 50 bucks you know so but once i mean how are you supposed to feed a family like, i know you, you might have people that were living paycheck to paycheck or or worse already yep. yeah yeah, yeah. but you no know, it's really the the first the first I guess, quote unquote, entertainment site that I saw that cut Russia off. And when I saw it, I thought it was hilarious. But I was also like, oh, man, that's probably really going to fuck them up. The first website that I saw that cut Russia off when I when this was all starting was Pornhub. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I thought You're it was right. funny, but then I was like, dude, people are probably so mad. <laughs> like, Russian <laughs> people are probably more mad about that than the fact that their bank yeah, is not. Yeah, dude. Working. Yeah, that was the. I was like, I remember seeing that. I was like, oh shit, this Appar- is legit. Yeah, if Pornhub's shutting them out, this I is know. legit. I know. And in, it, I think they said that if, you, if you're in Russia and you clicked on Pornhub, it would just be like a Ukrainian flag that pops yes. up. This is true. This is true. It was like, fuck you guys. Here you go. But I mean, no, it's it's it, crazy, man. Look, it's, if you, I mean, if you can you got your own business, you think somebody's doing something wrong, yep. you're you have a valid opinion and a platform to to you know spread yeah. that. Yeah. Or at least I mean it's it. I mean like we're not gonna go into it too deep, but just in the aspect of the movies, I mean I I'm totally for it. I'm just like yeah, dude, I think like, it's, I mean, it's okay. It's yeah. like I said, it we said it sucks for the people. 
But the people need to understand that the reason why this is happening is not because of us. It's because you have a dictator or a, an autocratic leader who decided to, you know, expand his footprint into a country that's been independent for 30 years and wants no part of Russia. Yeah, you have certain people that are living in the country that want to be a part of Russia, but there's people living in Texas who want to be independent. You yep. think it's going to fucking happen? No. Yeah, probably not. going to fucking happen. You know? Although it would be cool as shit if we seceded. <laughs> I mean, you would oh, have God. you would have you would have a you, you would be able to you be it, Texas would be able to handle its own. No, we could. Oil. We could oh, because man. of all the oil. Everyone says that. You don't want. I don't want. That's just taxes. Let me, that's let me just revenue. This. I'm a, I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. Don't get me wrong here. I want to stay but in America. Saying, but I mean, we could just, make it if we didn't. That's Eric, all do you want to live in a world where you have to pay eighty-seven dollars to watch a Knicks game? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the world I would like to live in. Yes. I mean, on like YouTube or something. Something that one more dollar, like nine hundred dollars. What do you? I don't know much as a cost of going to basketball. Way more than that. Uh, to go watch the Knicks. Uh, yes, I mean, I do want to and, 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 and I don't think, but I don't think he'd want to watch the way the Knicks have been playing. I don't yeah, don't talk about that. What next on the news? Is there more news? I have news. Yeah, there is. There is. There is. I have news. It's it, and it's the news that and, and going from me hating on the Knicks, we're gonna go to Marvel. Oh, classic! Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> there you go. No, but it's on the, the the. Okay, so we all know about the Marvel TV series on Netflix. You know Jessica Jones. And yeah, 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 yeah. Daredevil. Luke, okay, there's so more than one. Luke Cage yes, Luke is one of them. Defenders, right? Iron Fist. Okay, so they're all leaving. They've all left. Daredevil. As of yesterday, yes. Oh, they're as gone. Of yesterday, they're they left Netflix. Yes. I thought Netflix made them. I thought they were Netflix originally. Netflix licensed. made them, but it's licensed from Marvel. Oh, so, yeah. So hmm. when they canceled the shows, it gave Marvel Marvel's contract laps after two years and they could keep they could get get them back so here's what's happening which is i'm so glad this happened actually and it's not because of the shows it's because of what's happening because of the shows so um the shows are coming to disney plus disney plus not hulu which is what i thought shows are coming to disney plus on march 16th but here's the rub some of the shows like daredevil and punisher our rated teep. Go ahead, Derek. Let's see if he drinks it. He took another sip. He took another sip of the box. Oh, no, it's don't not like good. it. It's not okay. good. So shows like The Punisher and Daredevil are rated TVMA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So just keep Richard that in your audiences, mind. Yes. Okay. But Disney Plus doesn't have anything that's racist. Oh, God. Did they edit them? No, no, no. Stop. Did, 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 Spit did, it out, damn it! I will. Just I'm get just trying to, to give it. you content. Jeez. I'm giving you. Con- you guys interrupting me. I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> okay. So, so, anyways, so the way it's happening is, is that in other parts of the world they have something called Disney Plus Star, okay, which is like a way for them to have Disney Plus, but also have adult content from Disney, more adult content. Like R-rated stuff from Toy Story Fox and the other movies, but what they're doing on Disney Plus is they're going to add a pin code. Okay. So now they're going to so they can start adding more adult content onto Disney Plus, which means that Hulu may be going the way of the dinosaur probably over the next few years as well. Oh, because they don't have a reason to keep it anymore. Exactly. So okay. I think they're still going to keep it. Hulu will carry on. I think so too. But it'll be more for TV shows rather than movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like their on-demand content will suffer 
and, yeah. and they, they maybe they don't see a price hike in a long time because they're just live TV at that point. But exactly. they're also trying to compete with like what's that other one? Peacock. Fubo that's that's super popular that you can see all of the Tubi is like a YouTube TV though. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, a but, tele, cable it, television it, service. If people haven't looked at that stuff, man, you're missing out. So you're yeah, so that's what they're doing. They're adding a pin code so that way if you need to have more adult content, you can watch those shows now. They're going to cool. be on good on them. Plus. Do it. So that's, I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, I just thought it was cool. the whole, was like, all the content in the world. There's, there's great content above a G rating. Sure. Not, and before X, right? So there's <laughs> lots in between there. Well, it depends. I mean, some X is good, like, you know, but anyways, so <sighs> like Molly, <laughs> unless you're talking about like Molly X. I know, I know Derek's favorite movie is Showgirls, the NC 17 version. Yes. Well, you do like you probably do like that movie. I I don't know that I've ever even heard of this movie. You of course you what? didn't. You of got, course please. you didn't. Oh my god! So there's I no don't... winning for me. All right, I oh brought some god. news. Um, we <laughs> talked ahead. a little bit a while back about how uh, Crunchyroll had been acquired. All right, guys, um, I'll see you later. And then so did Funimation, and it turns out <laughs> they're merging. So, go ahead. It's time. Get it close, dude. You got to turn it up, bro. We got to get that louder. It's just not loud enough. Here we go. (sighs) There it is. (laughs) There it is. Okay, go. Now continue. So... (laughs) Crunchyroll and Funimation are merging. So all of the content in Funimation, all of their agreements and so forth are going to just immediately show up, I think, in the next couple of days under Crunchyroll. So they just all the Crunchyroll customers just got like a giant library just dumped in. Right. Oh so like God. Netflix doubled in size or something like that. Right? That wow. is so awesome. Dude. It's quite <laughs> probably not quite on that side uh, size. Uh, but that's order, incredible. But... Like the entire library is over in Crunchyroll now. <laughs> And bro, really? No, Funimation is going to excited about this. This is huge. This is huge news, Derek. (laughs) It's a big deal. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Derek. I love you, Derek. I love I you. No, too, continue. Derek. I'm continue, sorry. Continue. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, you, know, you, know, you know we fuck with you because we love you. No, but I, I am interested because I know Eric doesn't give a shit about anime, but you know I do because I watch anime. It's all good. I fuck around with you, but I, I, I know. In other news. Oh, so, like, it, so, no, no, but like in what? Okay, did you guys con- hear quiet, about how sh- AMC sh- is going to charge more for tickets? Oh, yes. That I did hear. To certain movies. And they even use the example of charging more for certain seats in the theater that have a better view. Are they doing that because like they're having trouble getting money? <laughs> is that why? Um, I think it's because look, of Russia. I think the reality <laughs> is that AMC uh, might never admit that this is why they're doing it, but it's at least part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, their stock like, is plummeting again. Because I mean, they. they Staffing is tough at minimum wage, yep. and uh, 
movies are not as abundant. The blockbusters are not as frequent and people aren't going out as much. And their entire model is built off of people showing up and buying popcorn. (laughs) On top of that, on top of that, no, on top of that, you know, for a perfect example, you know, because they wanted to get these movies out into the theaters as quickly as possible, these theater chains made these ridiculous contracts with the, with the studios in the sense of, that I'll only have your movie in my theater for 60 days and then it can go to streaming. Hmm. You know, or yeah. it can go to, it can go to uh, digital for, yeah. um, you know, so like f- perfect example, uh, West side story came out in December on like either December 10th or the 22nd, something like that. And it just came out on Disney plus today. Oh, they just released it. I wanted to watch on yeah. Disney plus today. Like- and it yeah, was out already. Like it was already on digital, uh, like the beginning of February. Like it hmm. was already out there. So it's like they made these contracts because they want these people to come out because these movies, these studios are get are gonna get a ton of money from like Netflix or all these streaming yeah. sites because they all have subscribers and they're gonna gas for the money. Yeah. I mean, the only one that was like out of control was No Time to Die, where they were like, like the studio was asking for like six hundred million dollars. Yeah, no. <laughs> they were like, "Fuck you, no, that's yeah. not gonna happen." But. You know, like like they they now only have to wait, you know, two to three months before they can have their movie on digital and make up a ton of money on Is it digital. Even that long, like you know that? Did you see that movie um, that just came out with? Um, it looks pretty bad with Owen Wilson and J Lo, the Marry Me movie. Well, that it, was a Peacock movie. It came out no, on Peacock it, the same day. It came day. on. The, it came, oh, I came out on Peacock the same day. I thought it was like three days later. It came out on Peacock. No, 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 no. It was on Peacock and the theaters. It was same day release. Okay, that's why it was. A little it was. It was. Day. It was what it is. It's. It's a. It's a total chick flick, and it's. Yeah. A, and, it, and it harkens back to like nineties, early two thousand, early yeah. aughts. You know, romantic comedy. That's what's supposed to be like. It was okay. I wouldn't. Spend money. You can watch it on Peacock for free. Yeah, bro, I, so. I, that's where I, I probably got messed up. I thought that it came out in theaters, and literally days later, it was on streaming. So no, it came no, out yeah, at yeah. the same time. Yeah, it was I same day, have. same release, and and whatever, and and it was what it was, dude. Because you have two people who are good in romantic comedies, but dude, and and on the other side, I was looking. I watched some of not totally out of the blue, but I was watching French Dispatch. I gotta start watching it again, dude. I watched it last night. And I, I'm I'm sorry. I just I I don't like. I didn't like it. I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. And maybe I, I need to watch it again. A little it again. bit of it, and I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. I think I'm annoyed that it's the same shit over and over again with Wes Anderson. It's the same shit over and over it's, and over. Is it just again. another Grand Budapest? It's literally just another Moonrise Kingdom, another Grand Budapest, another uh, uh, everything. All of his movies are the same. Like, and I think I'm I'm getting annoyed with it. I just didn't really dig it that much. Like it's it's wonderful filmmaking. Like he's a great filmmaker. I'm not taking away from that. On Derek's scale, I'd give him like a four point five for the filmmaking. Oh. But like for the filmmaking part of it. But the movie itself is just like a two. Ugh. So like I wasn't really that but it was just okay. You know? Okay. Like, well check okay. it out. I don't, back, I don't want to scourge you. Back to you, Derek. Back to the thing. I and read you were about also the thing. talking about the country roll thing. Yeah, finish it, man. Go finish it. I was dude. being a dick. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Go ahead. Finish your country roll shit. No, I'm done. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want. I want to know context. What do you mean? Like what? 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 What, what are we going to see in country roll that we haven't seen before? Um, like, because I want so context. Funimation has. Uh, a slightly different target audience. Mm-hmm. Funimation 
tends to focus uh, more heavily uh, on dubbed material yes. than sub uh, subtitled material, mm-hmm. where Crunchyroll seems to focus more so on, yes, we need subtitles, but um, they focus on getting it first. Like, the day it airs on television in whatever country it's n- natively airing, and they pull it on the platform like next day kind of thing consistent. Yeah. So closer to kind of how Hulu does a lot of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and with, with that kind of being the case and they're so, so all Funimation's content's rolling over to Crunchyroll and Funimation won't get anything new. And that means that anyone who's paying for Funimation is getting the same content library for as long as they keep that up. And they've also been given opportunity to transition over to Crunchyroll. But my point that I was getting to with this is like, we're starting to see a heavy consolidation of, you know, content. Like if you could, and I, I think, I mean, to some extent, I mean, it's part of the reason why Eric has that Paramount. I think you said you have a Paramount subscription, right? Yeah. Paramount plus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're starting to see how, for example, Paramount, you know, pulls everything of their own. And I don't know if they did this, but if they pulled all of their content ever only into their library and made it the only place that you could get those things, well, now you're kind of forced to either pay for it or watch those movies, um, pay for it or not watch those movies, you know? Mm. And if the majority of anime is consolidated under really now, it's just two platforms and that's what Netflix has, which is not as robust and what Crunchyroll has. And Crunchyroll, the other thing that people don't realize is that Crunchyroll has... I think it's something like 30% of their subscribers are older folks watching K-dramas. That's an entire segment of Crunchyroll that, I mean, I don't have an interest in, but that's another only place to get that stuff here, right? And so the point being is like, if we're consolidating everything, is it going to be worth it? Do we like the direction of content moving to these kind of gardens like like we've seen from Disney and... um, I guess Marvel got lumped into that and the same thing with Paramount and HBO and all that other stuff, you know? I mean, I have, I'm just checking my emails because I have a subscription to Funimation and, and I just, and I have the the service update email, you know, saying that. So I got to look into that because I I pay for Funimation. It's only eight bucks a month. So it's easy as shit, but I got to see how much it's going to be for Crunchyroll. So I got to look at that. There's only, I only only watch a few anime that I, I really follow like Black Clover and shit like that. So one that they're, I think they're giving all the Funimation subscribers an opportunity to sign up for their platform and give them like 30 days free or something mm-hmm. like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, does it have any, does it raise any concern? Do you like that direction? Like if content starts being siloed by, I mean, like there's, there's some choices that are always easy, right? If you're a parent, then Disney plus is a shoe in, right? Like kids <clears throat> can watch just about everything on there. And there is boundless wall uh, amounts of content under Disney's, portfolio right and and for folks like eric if a24 did a subscription yeah, yeah you can bet he would sign up for it i <laughs> might even yeah. sign up for it because you've got you know a strong likelihood of everything that's being added in there and that's already there is really really well um produced material enjoyable content you know but am i gonna have to sign up for paramount plus because i want to watch wayne's world or something you know mm-hmm. you know there was there was um a few years back so, okay, so now we have Criterion Channel, which is amazing, too. I love Criterion Channel. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But before Criterion Channel was another <laughs> thing, another streaming service that lasted maybe six months. It was called Film Something. I forgot. But it was like all, it was like Criterion in conjunction with TCM, and it was, a, it was amazing. 
Hmm. It was probably one of the best streaming services I've ever had. And it was like $6 a month. And it was fucking fantastic. And so it really just depends on what you like, though, dude. It's like with everything with these streaming things. It's, it's what you prefer. Are you, you, you going to pay money for that? And so for me, it just depends on is it worth it for me to go to Crunchyroll? Am I going to really going to use that much? Because honestly, after Black, I might just cancel and wait for Black Clover to start releasing new episodes before I start watching it again. And I might just cancel mm-hmm. the membership. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. there's only a few shows that I really, really follow. And... And the way things happen sometimes in Japan is that the show will end and they just won't make a new season and that's it. It's done. Yeah, it might be five or six years before whoever if, the writer is decides to start writing again. If that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and, and, and <laughs> it, it all depends on that stuff. And so, like, like you can find other shows. Like, I can find other stuff. I can find shows that I could probably do on Crunchyroll. I can find it on Hulu. Hulu has a pretty sizable anime, too. Like yeah. Naruto Shippuden and Baruto and all that kind of stuff. So it it just depends on what your interests are. If you want I just to don't know if I'm, go for it. Like I've already given up on like live TV and, and like a cable subscription with, yeah. with, you know, live content and stuff like that. Because, you know, frankly, I don't miss watching the news. I already didn't really watch the sports, all of them. And <laughs> like sports if I want to watch the Olympics, it's on, it's on the antenna, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like. I mean, like, it, it, I don't, okay, I'm probably wrong. Um, this is definitely coming from a place of privilege, but like, if I get into a car and I hear a commercial, I'm like, why does, you know, your phone have commercials on whatever you're streaming from? You know, I don't listen to the radio. The same, <laughs> the same way with like live TV, like, I'm, I'm putting on Netflix. If there's a commercial, it's a problem, you know? And, First world just, problem, baby. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, and I, I you know, you, you're not, you're not wrong, but I mean, there are free streaming services that you get at the public library, and they don't have commercials either. I've used yeah, them; they're I, great services. Go and check them out. That's my beef too. Is that like if you're paying Hulu, like you have to buy like the premium subscription to not have uh, commercials, or like Peacock has commercials. Why am I paying for this if I have commercials? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so here's my rub on that. Um, I'm not opposed to you having a paid service that has no commercials. I think that I just talked about how much I love that, right? Yeah. But if you have to have a free tier that has commercials, I would also be in favor of that, right? Spread spread content, make it more available. And if you've got to load it up with commercials, like they do with YouTube for that matter, that's what free YouTube is, is full of commercials, mm-hmm. ads and whatnot, then sure, make that a, a, a more widespread, easily obtainable commodity to, to, to folks that maybe don't have money to spend on you know Spotify or Netflix or whatever, right? But I am not okay with whenever you say, oh, you know, increase in costs, we have to start charging for the commercial tier. No, no. That means put more commercials in. Yeah, that's all that's, you have to that's do. That's what that means. If I have to watch, and, and don't get me wrong, like you, you should, and maybe you have an in between. I, I, I don't like that either. But sure, no, but it's you're right because think about NBC, Fox, CBS, those core channels that you can put on a, a an, an antenna. antenna. How do they? How do they? How do they pay their bills? Right, commercials, right? <laughs> a yeah. shit ton of them. You know, yeah. so <laughs> you're not wrong. Well, like that. I mean, the Super Bowl's been free to watch on air wave television since the beginning as long of as the I can Super remember. Bowl. 
Yeah. Right. Since the beginning of this, uh, the NFL. And that's the highest revenue event we have yes. on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's totally free. <laughs> it's just yeah. a way to make more money. And I don't like that. And that's my only be- But there are, I mean, there's streaming services that don't do that. Like Netflix doesn't do it. Thank God. And like Disney plus doesn't do it. Uh, there's, yeah. there's other ones out there that don't do it, but Paramount does it. And, and Peacock, yeah, all, annoying. The ones, all the ones yeah. that already are established that have free television networks seem to be doing that. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm paying. For, I'm paying for Paramount Network five bucks a month, and I have to watch commercials. I'm yeah, like, it Fuck sucks. You, sucks. It's annoying. Well, and you know, like, okay, so not to get. I mean, this is how the topic started, we, but you know yeah, how we, we gotta the, get to the, the movie someone, sometime. Did so, you guys yeah, ever? Exactly. You guys never used the. <laughs> there was a streaming platform called Verve for a while. VRV. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It, it was cool. Free to watch. Yes, there were commercials and they had apps on every platform and they had a lot of good content and they got bought up by Crunchyroll and now they're gone. Now you've only got a paid tier from Crunchyroll. Oh, it's anime. Verb is anime. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you care less now? Do you yes. care less because yes. the same thing? Yes, that's correct. A24 was doing well and they got bought up and you're like, no, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I just, I mean, I, it's, it's just, it's the nature of the beast right now. These things happen. They're gonna get, they're gonna swallow it up by whatever it is happening. So it's just how it's working out, dude. It's just, it's what sucks. All right, are we pee breaking? I think we're gonna have a pee break here, guys. So, go anyways, pee-pee. everybody, go we're bye-bye. gonna go to a refill a portion of our episode. Uh, go see a man about a dog. Go and uh, shake the dew off the lily. Do whatever you gotta do. We'll be right back. Peace. <laughs> And we are back from the refill portion of the episode. I think Derek finished his diarrhea. <laughs> I mean, if you call it that beer, then I poured that shit out. <laughs> what did you open just now, dude? <sighs> well, the, since this is the third beer of the evening, I grabbed for something that I knew would be good. Angry Orchard Hard Cider. It's not a beer. It's not a beer. Peach it's mango. Not a, it's not for a the beer, love dude. of God, stop calling them beers. It's a cider. It's a fucking cider, bro. It's okay. not a beer. Um, you seem to misunderstand me. <laughs> um, no, I, no, I heard you. Derek. You just said beer. You said no, this is my third beer. That's what you said. <laughs> it's not a beer. It's a and, cider. And uh, an equivalent word would be alcoholic beverage. Sure, but it's not a beer. It's still a beer. No, 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 no. Within the subcategory oh. of beer is cider. Oh, you're so frustrated. I don't think it's that like that's the real. parent category. It's no, like all, all vehicles are. You know what? Vehicles, but not all car. Wait, it's not like all, all cars are vehicles, but not all vehicles are cars. There you go. So that's it's, like saying calling Sprite Coke. Sprite's Coke, right? Well, Sprite is soda. Yeah, it's Coke not a is Coke. Coke. It's not Coke. Coke is Coca Cola. Yeah, and guess what? Beer is beer, and cider is cider. So therefore, they're not the same thing. Wait, like, do you think like beer and stout are different? No, yes. that's a beer. No, 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 no. A stout is a beer. That's a type of beer. A yeah. cider is not a type of beer. No, it's not. It's a type of alcoholic beverage, but it's yeah. not a beer. You mean to tell me that you're going to call me and tell me that I'm wrong 
<laughs> I, I'm not calling and this you. Is an calling you right now. This is an alcoholic <laughs> podcast. I've been on for longer than you, sir. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you pulling that me. card? You invited me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you invited me. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. You know what? Angry that's Orchard like, cider beer. That's like that's like as if it's like if Derek was just gonna say, "Hey, you know what? That vagina is a penis." Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, totally, bro. Actually, no. I heard if 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 you're calling vaginas penises, I heard Derek loves vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> this, this episode has just gone. Off the rails. <laughs> we're okay. We were mad about it, Derek. You know, we're we're all about it. We love you. We, we don't care who you love. Sally. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, what's up, Sal? Get, get with it, Sal. <laughs> Sal has a vagina. <laughs> I think that's going to be the name of the episode. Sal has vagina. a vagina. Call it Sal's vagina. <laughs> You want to call it that? Yes. You gonna be okay with that? Oh yeah, he doesn't. Care. He's down. Oh, God. Nice. Sal's vagina. Sal's vagina is the name yeah. of this episode. I'm writing it down. This lap. Please do. That was one episode. He, we, he he just said thanks for the shout out, and we made an episode about him. I know. We should do a full episode. We should actually have Sal on and just ask him questions. He's Why an not? interesting cat. Dude. Ask him. Ask him what his favorite at- movie is. And let's do it. And we should we should have him on, and he he will just ask him questions. He was a marine, so we can ask him war questions. I approve. Yeah, you know what we should do. We should do okay. So like okay, we'll talk about this later. Uh, we should do another paquete episode, like we did with hard boiled dude. Mm. I don't know what that means. I'll, we'll talk about it later. It, okay, we'll talk about ourselves. Sounds good. All right, so all right, so let's go ahead and get back to the motion picture at hand, uh, which is the movie we're here off all here for, which is for the motion picture called Waves. Mm. All right, so the movie called Waves from 2019, two hours and 15 minutes by Trey Edward Schultz. Thank you, thank you, Derek. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not your movie, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) You sound almost just like it, Derek. He's heard it so much that he just sounds exactly like it. It's like, it's what is it? It's it's like a marathon man all of a sudden. Like yeah, he's dude. got like he's anyways. Um right. so I'll, I'll, oh, read, I'll read the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> it's your it's your movie, so read this the was synopsis, my pick. Dude. This was my pick. So uh this uh, the, the synopsis is We have uh, done this before. We we've done this is not our first episode, we promise. <laughs> yeah, Today, I know. Today's today's a good like day it. though. It just seems like I a know. good day. I think everybody's just in a great mood. So so anyway, waves. Eric's Eric's halfway through that scotch and tonic or whatever it it's was. Gin and tonic, bro. Get your shit together. It's because Derek's all about Sal's vagina. But go ahead. <laughs> he, he is. <laughs> Uh, Weaves traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. So that synopsis to me is like... Shitty. (laughs) Shitty synopsis to make everybody feel happy about a movie. I am going to be straightforward with you, Eric. Yeah, please do. This movie, for me... It's like Eric decided to just go full on emo. Well, his- I mean, that's my shit. So. I know that's what I'm saying, and I love you for it. But I was like that first half, dude, of the movie. I was like, "Fuck you, Eric! Why the <laughs> fuck am I watching this shit?" And in the second half, I was like, "Oh, 
fuck you, Eric. Yeah. It's so yeah. nice. Like, yeah. I mean, it was so, all right. So let's just talk about the cast. So it was directed by a guy named Trey Edward Schultz. It, it, real which, quick. Sorry. I don't, go it, ahead. Trey Edward Schultz, I want to talk about him. He's, he's um, a newer filmmaker. He directed a movie called It Comes at Night, a movie called Krisha. Yeah. And uh, they're really interesting films. He's an A24 guy. Um, yeah. and he's from Montgomery, Texas, which is Ooh, wow. right around the corner from where I live. And, you know, I'm a filmmaker in Houston and like, I know people, I'm like, why do I not know this kid? And I researched him like, this was years ago when I saw the movie and I don't know him because he like moved, he only, he like was born here and like lived here for a short amount of time. And then I think moved to LA. So that's why I was like, I have no idea who he is, but he's a young dude. I think he's in his early thirties and he's also white. <laughs> he is and i was like he made this film that's about a black family and he did a very good job and i was like i didn't realize that he was a white guy so, so like you felt like it was I mean, coming from a black director perspective yes, yes which goes to show you that he's probably somebody who has you know african-american friends or, or even family socializes socializes on a daily basis yep. but also he probably took a lot of input during the formation of his script oh for sure say, you know for what i mean sure. like like yeah. for like what he did and he and and he did a good job i don't i don't i don't espouse to know i mean i mean i'm a white dude i'm a white hispanic guy and i don't espouse to think that i know how the life of a black family is in the, in america i can see it i've seen it on tv i've seen it well i can in tell the you news but i know and you can as well but from the looks of it, I mean, there was a few things in this motion picture just to, just before we get into it that I was like, "Fuck me, this is kind of that's kind of fucked up to a certain degree." But but uh, and I was on a social on a social on the socialized on the mm-hmm. social aspect of the motion picture. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that this guy. But he's, he, I was looking at this picture like in, in in IMDb, and I'm like, dude, that looks like a fucking mugshot, bro. Like, almost. <laughs> like he's like straight thugging almost dude he's mad bugging the camera and shit but either way but anyhow but, so the rest of the cast sorry i didn't mean to yes to cut sorry there. so the the cast stars uh a young somebody named kelvin harrison jr i've never seen him before he's um, amazing he's he's great he's been around he's in a lot of stuff by the way Taylor russell yeah. which has been other stuff too i've never seen her but she's great too uh renee elise goldsberry who was the 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 stepmom she's angelica schuyler from hamilton She's she's a Tony Award by the way, she's got a Tony. Um, oh yeah, yeah. This was nominated for, it. and then of course the great Sterling K. Brown. This is awesome. He is, he's great, dude. I, I don't Phenomenal. care if he's he's amazing in This he's Is a Us. Great actor. Yeah. He was amazing in his like fifteen minutes in Black Panther. He was out fucking standing. Yeah. You know, so he it's was just, so good. The first time I ever saw him was in the People versus O.J. Simpson, and he oh, blew my mind. Who was he in that dude. movie? He plays. I forget the dude's name. He plays the. Um, the the black attorney oh, that was yes. with, um marcia clark is that yes the, uh, um yes. who worked with side to my side with her and he yes. was so good and i had never seen him before until that point i'm like this guy's amazing and then he started popping up yeah 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 he played um he played uh oh god yeah right he was in that movie he was in that that, that miniseries and he, he was amazing i was like this guy is so fucking awesome i was like this guy is great yeah I he's was great very I was very impressed with him, so I was just like, "Damn, all right, cool. Well, that that works. That works for that works for me." Alexa but, uh, Demi's in it, who's also in Euphoria, which Euphoria is a big deal right now, which is a uh, um, HBO show, a twenty-four HBO show, um, <laughs> and she she's also in this film as well. Uh, she plays Alexis, the girlfriend. Yep. yep, yep. So, so it's, it, 
There's Anyhow. a few people. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of people. So what what do you guys? I want to know what do you what do you guys think? Do you want me to start, or do you want to start, Derek? Who, who, I, Come I'm, on, please. please. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start off a little bit. So first off, the movie was good. I liked the movie, but there was a lot of things in the movie I was just like, holy fuck. Like, it made me uncomfortable, um, mm-hmm. and, which is mm-hmm. which is, which is is fine. And this, you know, movies have to make you feel something. Other than Doug, Derek, who doesn't like to feel anything, and he wants to watch fucking stupid-ass anime. But either yeah, way. Crunchyroll, but, yeah. No, just kidding. No, but but like, it, it, it was good. The movie made me feel uncomfortable because I, I knew it was going to happen. One because Eric picked it. Two because I had yeah. <laughs> got him. But um, but the way I, the, I I liked it. One as far as on the technical side, as far as the director was concerned, I liked how he didn't use like he like, he used natural light throughout the entire movie. Like I was really impressed with how he used natural light. It almost felt like a almost felt like a hype Williams video sometimes. Like it was just weird. Like which is interesting because of, hype Williams doesn't use a lot of natural light. He doesn't. So. He doesn't. But I mean, there was a lot of color. You know what I mean? Like he he used Williams a lot used a lot of color in his videos, and it was just it was a lot of color, and you could tell that he was probably influenced to a certain degree from that kind of stuff because he's old enough to probably watch music videos and stuff. But it, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, this is cool. But I was watching the aspect of, you know, Tyler's life, you know, and so there's one thing that I noticed in the motion picture is that him being a wrestler and all that stuff, the character, is that there's a lot of, like, toxic, toxic masculinity in his side of the story, his half of the movie. I mean, it was... Everywhere from like the coach to the dad, you know, to his girlfriend, his, his social group. I mean, all of it with all the wrestling guys, and it was just like going, in, you know, apart from the from the from the coach where he's giving him that mantra before the meet, where he's like, "I am a I am a machine," basically instilling in themselves that you are you are what you are. You are an animal, you are a machine, you're not a human, you're here to tear the ass off your opponent who gives a fuck about you, you're just a cog. Well, and, and failure is weakness and you're exactly. worthless if you fail. And, so, um, and, and, at no and, point and, and, did I feel like he was enjoying his extracurriculars or his childhood at all. Yeah, and, and it was one of those things where I was watching, and like case in point when he was with his dad at the restaurant, they have an arm wrestling match at the diner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how weird is that? And it gets and visibly it, uncomfortable. It starts off real friendly, but then you they show this shot of his face where you can see well, that he's he losing. Really, is he's losing, and he doesn't want to lose. <clears throat> they cut away from it. You don't see the whole thing, but that's really funny. You pointed that out because I that's something I noticed this time that I didn't notice because I've seen the film a bunch of times. I haven't watched it in probably a little over a year, but. Um, I, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, man, that's a very uncomfortable face that he's putting there. Like, yeah, he really dude. did not want to lose. It was weird. And, and and it goes to show you, like, this is something that I'm experiencing kind of now. And I want to and I'm trying to build towards it with my own child with, is the aspect of just communication between myself and my child. Because really, there's no communication between the dad and him other than outside of the wrestling and working out together. And when they're working out together, they're literally flexing. So hard the dad falls over because he can't yeah. flex so hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. By it, the way, it, Sterling K. Brown is stacked, bro. Dude, what's up with my that? My dude is in shape, my dude. Holy like, shit! I just want to be like Sterling K. Brown, man. I would hope 
to get your body one day, bro. <laughs> I was just stacked, dude. Dude, and, yeah. and it was just I was like, okay, so he's he's with his dad and he's experiencing this, and I think he's on, on a certain level, he's he wants to connect with his father as much as possible. But his dad is so hyped up on him being a wrestler and getting a scholarship and doing all this stuff that he's not truly connecting with his children in general. You know, he's all connected with his son as far as that conversation with his daughter. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're fishing. Oh, my God. And I mean, but that's just because at the end, since we're jumping over, I mean, at the end, I mean, he's just he's having that conversation and you're just like, fuck. Why didn't you have this conversation a year or two years before with your son? Because yeah. you weren't looking for before it. Before you, you sent him over the deep end. You know, and, and I was just watching this this person just descend into absolute madness over the simple aspect of making because he didn't want to disappoint his dad. And what he did, I like it's something we've told my daughter, and I don't know if how you want to guys I mean your 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 baby's too young, Derek. But right. I, I mean, if you want to take any advice, this is what it is. Michelle's always told the girls from the jump, like, hey, doesn't matter what happens when you get older. Talk to us. Let us know what's happening. If you're a teenager and you're uncomfortable in the situation that you're in, call me. I'll be there. Call us. We'll pick you up. If you're drunk, hopefully you're not and you have a head on your shoulders. But if there's a point where you're in a situation you can't control and you want to get out, you call us. It doesn't matter. We'll be mad at first. If your dad makes you watch Blue Valentine, just <laughs> let us know. And this is, if your dad this makes you watch Blue Valentine, you know that's called mean? good parenting. That's what it is, Derek. Hopefully yeah. you'll, hopefully you'll <laughs> understand is... that one day, okay, buddy? <laughs> and I burnt that copy you mailed me. So. <laughs> this is my, heavy my shit. Because... gift that I spent my hard-earned money on for you? <laughs> Don't ask about the movie poster. <laughs> oh fuck you, dude! So no, but I mean, like, this is this is, this this was hard shit. I mean, it, it's not really something that you would that you would ever see, which is cool, which is why I like we why we brought you on here, Eric, because you brought something that you wouldn't see on a movie critique podcast. We wouldn't have stooped know? to this level, you know. I don't, well, because Derek's all about you know the Fucking you know like the shallow end of the gene pool. Yeah. So <laughs> shallow so. end of the gene pool and the emotional pool. Oh. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that when it comes to the motion picture, I mean, there was a lot of things. Okay, so uh, for an example, I mean, if you guys want to start espousing stuff, there's the scene. You have the scene in the locker room with him, but then you have him with his girlfriend and they're just at a party or just hanging out. Okay. Look, I'm from Miami. Nobody goes to the beach. Like the way they go to the beach. Nobody does that. Where do you go that you get, you're allowed to light a bonfire on the beach. Like there aren't even places like that anymore. With Miami. You can't do that. That's first right. of all. Right. Like most okay. beaches. You no. can't do that. You can't do that. Okay, guys, it's a California. movie. Okay. It's a movie. But- <laughs> but even still, you can't do that in Miami. So, uh, what what place do you the get? The merging fucking- both content libraries? Where do, guys- <laughs> <laughs> do you guys get a gauntlet where you could snap your fingers and make half the population go away, you freaking jerk? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that, like, like I'm watching it because I'm from Miami, and like, I never did that shit in high school. Like, we never did that no, shit. I- it's the fucking 90s. I get it. I get it. It's not now. I'm being but, a fucking old but, man right now. I get it. 
they but, did clearly depict like some of those scenes, some of those highways, some of those roads and the hedges and all the shit that it looked just like Miami. Miami has well, all Miami. of those. It is Miami. That I mean, they did film in Broward County. It says like it was IMDb in Hollywood. says, yeah, the IMDb says they filmed in Broward County, but some of the scenes were in Miami. Like I could totally tell. Like the the first scene when they're crossing the bridges, that's my that's heading on the way to Miami Beach. Yeah, yeah, that's on the way to Miami Beach. And I mean, the beach scenes were Miami Beach scenes. It could have been Virginia Key. It could have been Key Biscayne. Whatever. It's it's the beach. So so, but I don't. And like as far as like where the house was, I don't know. I mean, the the scene with I her think they got more money than me. The, the neighborhood they were in, I think, is Hollywood. I think that was yeah. the the neighborhood that they're in. Yeah, yeah. but as, as the scene where she goes to get her abortion, I think that's actually my daughter's hospital that she was born in, South Miami Hospital. It looks like Interesting. South Miami Hospital. Okay. So, but I'm just what I'm saying is that like, okay, go back to the emotion aspect of it. It was it was pretty raw. The scenes with the guy, which he was amazing at, by the way, the guy who played uh, Kyler Harrison. Who played Tyler? Kevin Harrison Ke- Jr. Kelvin. Whatever. Kelvin. Yeah. Kelvin Harrison Jr. Who played Tyler? He did a phenomenal job. It, I mean, I, I've never seen him in anything before, but I mean, he's definitely one of. He's definitely a fan. I'm definitely a fan in his book. He's starting to blow up. He's starting to be in a lot of movies. He's in that movie Cyrano that's about to come out. That's like yeah. singing and with uh, Peter Dinklage and yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. He's yeah. in that. So like he's he's a main character in it. He's blown up. He's he's a great actor. I'm glad you guys. He plays BB King in the Elvis Baz Luhrmann movie. Okay, there you go. He's in that. There too. you go. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll watch that, dude. And he's also Scar in the Lion King prequel they're making. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, but like he was really good. Oh shit! I didn't. He played Fred Hampton in the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, yeah. I was about to That's say I awesome. forgot about that too. He was also in that movie. That was awesome. That was awesome. Anyways, but uh, but yeah. So back to what we're saying is that. He, he, it was just watching him kind of go off the deep end with the oxycodone because he didn't want to, he didn't want to face the reality of his shoulder, you know, which and, we and, probably need to explain that he had a shoulder injury. He's a wrestler. He had a severe yes. shoulder in- injury, which the doctor told him you have to stop wrestling now. And he's about to be in a big state competition, which will help him with scholarships and going to college. And his dad really uh, is serious about his wrestling and yeah, pushing him for it. And he, the doctor pretty much said, if you use that shoulder again, you're going to have permanent damage. Do not use it. And he decides to go on a bender and not listen to the doctor's orders. Yeah. And I mean, it was, and it was, that's the that's okay. The so the story. So here's the thing. In my opinion, the the side of the aspect of his story, because the cool thing that I liked was that it was like two stories as far as in one movie, which was his story and then his sister's story after what happened, um, after the turning point in the motion picture, and and uh, and I'll tell you some of the decisions I thought was really cool as far as that was concerned. But the the part of the story with um with him. It was very predictable. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was a little. I was like, this. This stuff is. Some of the stuff he was happening to him was like, he's gonna go here. Okay, he went there. He's gonna go here. Okay, he went there. So he's you think the here. turning point was predictable? Because I didn't see that coming. I was seeing it happening. He was gonna hurt somebody, and then when he was all upset after watching, oh shit, he's gonna hurt her. Yeah, but I didn't he gonna, think he was. But it's, or well, hurt somebody at the party. Well, go ahead. Describe what happened since we're you're, so, you're, you're, okay. you're talking about it. Go ahead. So the, the scene is that he's already broken up with the girl. The girl has, is pregnant. 
and he takes her to an abortion clinic earlier in the motion picture, and she decides she leaves. And they have a fight because she left and didn't do anything. And he doesn't want to fuck up his ride. That's one thing. He's already fucked up his ride with his shoulder. He doesn't want to fuck, it, fuck in his opinion, fuck up his life by having a child so young and have to tell his parents. So they get into a fight, whatever. He starts texting her, which I don't even know why he's texting. He should have called, but that's just my thing. Um, but he finds out that she wants to keep it. And she's already told her parents. And he hasn't told his parents. And I think her parents and his parents probably talk. Because they know each other, kind of, you know, because of them. So he's upset because he's not, he's going to have to fucking tell his parents. And then she blocks him because he loses his mind on the text. And she blocks him. And he's spinning out. Completely spinning out. Oxycodone, drinking. He's he's working out because he's on so much fucking speed that he can't figure his own shit out. And he goes out with his boys, gets absolutely drunk, high, all over the place. He he he's he he's not really figuring out his life in the proper fashion. Then all of a sudden, they've mentioned earlier in the motion picture the ball, the Maverick ball, which I guess is like their I don't want to say homecoming, probably their homecoming ball. And he has to, and, and he sees her with another dude. And so that just totally sends him off the deep end. He starts drinking, doing more oxycodone, gets into a fight with his parents, and just storms off and goes toward this party. And at the party, he confronts Alexis. She slaps him in the face. He grabs her, punches her, and she drops, and her head hits the ground, and she's dead. That's it. And she's pregnant with his kid, which in Florida is a bad deal, no matter what it is. It's crazy. And it's just, it's this, I I didn't think he was going to kill her, but I knew something was going to happen at this party because the way he was moving around the party and I wrote it down. He was on the prowl. He was, he was hunting. That's exactly what it was. I put, he's prowling at the party. Meanwhile, we forgot to mention one thing real quick before you continue. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Through this story, too, he's it's it's connection to him through the the first part of the story. It's him and his connection to his family, and he's got a sister, a little sister, who he's very close with. And um, you notice how close they are because he comes home super drunk after he finds out yes. that homegirls that his girlfriend's pregnant, and his sister finds him puking on the floor and is like getting him together. And he's just apologizing yeah. to her over and over again, hysterically crying. And she's just there comforting her, him. And that's yes. when you realize, okay, there, there is some sort of relationship here that's deeper than just like this he is has, my sister. And he has a relationship little, with her. Yeah, and his little sister was at this party that mm-hmm. he found. And his little sister is not that little, like maybe a couple years younger. They were both in high school mm-hmm. together. And she's, yeah. she's at this party that he's on the prowl, on the hunt for. And she sees him. And she, he, you could tell when she's look. The camera shows her face, and she's kind of like, "I need to probably go do something," but she doesn't. She yeah, lets him she's go do just as fucked up as thing. he is, though. So I don't think she. I don't think she was drunk. I think she I was think just she was there. drunk. Oh, she I was. Think she was drunk because I didn't yeah, see her drink because, No, we didn't see her, but I think she had been drinking beforehand because you saw her kind of like shifting around like that. And oh, okay, maybe, maybe I missed around. that. Okay, it okay, was. Just, it sense. was. It's just what I saw. 
oh, that's how I recognize her because she's in Lost in Space. She plays Judy Robinson in Lost in Space, which okay. is another great show, by the way, on Netflix. You should watch it. It's cool as hell. But, but anyways, sorry, sorry. So, sister, continue. I yeah, sister. So she's and she's also in Escape Room. That that movie, Escape Room. Anyways, so so she she's at so he's out there. He kill he he at first Alexis doesn't die, but she ends up dying, and the way. He sees her, and he's like I said, he's prowling the party, and it's just one thing after another. And, and you, and, and and that's why I thought for me it was predictable. It was just like because I knew something was going to happen because it was leading towards that. And I'm saying it was bad. It's just it was just the way it was happening. Oh, I knew something was going to happen. I just didn't think he was going to kill her. That's what I. I, I, I didn't kill see her. That I just going to kill her. I thought like that was an option, that was a possibility. I knew he was going to hurt somebody at this party. Because that's where it was leading towards. Because he was just going so far. I thought he had a gun. I thought he had brought a gun or something in that. his backpack. I honestly, here's what I thought. I thought he was going to show up to the party, call out his girl, and then kill himself. That's how deep you've got me, Eric. <laughs> that's what I like to hear, buddy. <laughs> so I was like, am I going to fucking watch some kid shoot himself? Because that's that's exactly what I don't want to watch right now with a fucking preteen girl in my house. But it was just it was just one of those things that was like something was going to happen. Something was going to happen. It was going to be a driving force in the motion picture. And it was just it was just going to take me off the deep end. And I was just like, OK, so that's what happened when it happened. This is my exact meanwhile, word. like you look at it and it's like I'm only 30 minutes into this movie at this that's point. The, thing. <laughs> the, thing. the movie's like, when it happens, like, with like that first half of the movie, like, his story is literally halfway through the movie, yeah. which is crazy. But what I'm saying is that when I was watching the movie, this is exactly what happened. When he punched her and they showed that scene with her hitting the floor and it cuts away, you hear that slap. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh fuck, that's not good. <laughs> and then they see him, and he looks down, there's the blood, and it's just wild, dude. It's a wild... I mean, it was a very good movie. I, I enjoyed it. It he was wasn't, very good. It was also, dramatic. too, he, he was very regretful. He didn't do it on purpose. It still didn't make it okay, but he, no. didn't, he didn't do it on purpose. And he his, was hysterically crying, and you could tell it wasn't... This wasn't premeditated, you know? Um, but now, he, still, so, he still killed her. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That, that's it. That's, that's, I just wanted to add that, like that there was remorse. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off, Eric. I'm so sorry, dude. Oh no, no, no. That was that was it. I'm good. Keep going. All right, cool. The the thing that I also saw that was kind of fucked up as far as then there was also the social aspect of the motion picture was that he got convicted of second degree murder, which I thought was really over the top. I was like. That's a little too much for what happened. I mean, maybe in real world, but like they're trying to make a point. They're trying to hammer it home. Maybe are you, are you I don't guys know. really thinking that that's the case in real world right now? Come on, guys, you're better than this. No, it's a black. No, 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 it's no, a black no. kid I, who killed who killed that's a first what I'm woman. Like, I know that, that's it, what, that's exactly this my is point. Not, this is not unheard of. No, that's <laughs> this, not unheard this happens, of. This I mean, happens often. because I was just like, I was like, wait, hold the phone. Like, I was like, hold the fucking phone. Yes, he killed her. I get that, and he should be convicted of killing her. But I don't know if he deserves to spend thirty years in fucking jail before he can actually have parole for something that is heinous and it's ruined two families. I get it, but. But thirty years is a long time for a kid who did something 
and 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 has remorse. Now, here's one thing that I noticed that we're gonna go. Now, here's my thing. I think they were just trying to make a point. I think so too. I think he's trying to make a point uh, as far as social, like the socially. Like about the, the entire first half of the movie is us watching his downward spiral just escalate. Yeah. But, but and you have to that, hammer that home. Like you have to nail that in the like put the final nail in the coffin for that. I get that, but then you're then here's the thing: is that you have a kid who's who's modest means, kid of modest means, and you would think that he wouldn't in his mind that wouldn't happen to them because they have some money. I'll be honest with you: if you're in Florida, South Florida, and you have the house that they have, they're mm. making some bank. Yeah, they're doing well. They're, they're not. Doing they're not well. poor. That was they're like a four or five million dollar home. No, 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 no <laughs> not that. But it was a nice. It was a nice house. It was a nice house. You're good. talking. That's a, that's at least a half mil house in Miami for sure. At least a half a million more. Have Probably you seven property in Miami recently, dude. <laughs> well, it's it expensive on, there. It depends on where you live, but yes, my mom's house, which she bought when I was in tenth grade, cost a her three blueberries. Hundred hundred thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Now she could sell That's as is for six fifty. Yeah, you know, so it's oh, it's crazy. No, but what I'm saying is that like <laughs> they're not poor by any stretch of the imagination, but they're still black. Well, and they're they're hustling. Yes. They're hustling like they're like they don't the, have the privilege the, the, the comforts that they have. The dad hustles like as if he's he's still he's like, like he's still he's trying like, to get there. He's still right? trying to get there, which is something to think about. You know, he's. Because that's He's real. That's the business. Yeah, that was the realest thing that really hit me the hardest. Is he has that conversation with yes. with his son when he's he's kind of harping on him about some of the work that he's doing for his business, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation. They have an, in, in a little bit of a, a confrontation, and he said that you are not in the position to be average at anything. Okay, you do not have the ability to be average. You have to be extraordinary because you're yes. a black dude. Okay. Exactly. And that really hit me hard because I was like, oh fuck, that's so true. Like you yeah. don't as a black person that is successful or even mildly successful, they are all looking at it is I don't have the opportunity in the privilege to be average. I don't have or, that. Or, or not even to be average, to well, make you a gotta, mistake. You end up, you, you have to perform at 120% so that it looks like you're at 90. Yeah. Yes. You know? Um, and and I, and I should probably mention that there are lots of uh, minorities or, or cultures that are also experiencing this day in and day out, right? It's not just black, not folks, just black but, people. Yep. But um, he, at American film, we have a very dark past um, and how we treated um, different demographics, specifically black people, um, especially in the state in which I live. You know. Yeah. I mean. It's the whole reason for the don't Alamo. Don't you dare talk <laughs> shit about Texas, Derek. <laughs> it's the whole reason for the don't Alamo, you, dude. Don't you, don't, you, don't you understand Texas is a fucking paradise for the socially, dude? It's amazing. Dude, uh, Texas is my is is the shit, Derek. And you know that deep down inside your heart. Texas is a great place to live now. <laughs> I know, now. That's good. <laughs> I agree. At this moment in time, <laughs> in this moment in history, it's a great place to live. <laughs> God, yes. Oh, my God. 
But and, anyhow, but, sorry, too much. Do you have more to say? Sorry. I mean, I mean, I think what we should do is like we should keep it in halves. So let's let me have Derek what he thought about discuss, that first half. Yeah, just discuss yeah. the first and half, then we'll and, ta- and, then, and then we'll talk yeah. about the second half with the because it's like two different stories. Yeah, it is two different stories. And oh, and okay, here's one thing about the boy, the the, the brother story that I liked as far as technically is that when they showed the sister, it was either off camera, you didn't really see her, or it was like. She was in the background, kind of like fuzzy. You know, they didn't really show her a lot unless it was needed to be. But she wasn't there a lot. You know what I mean? Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, like... Well, they played down her character. She was there, but she wasn't really there. It's like, she was just like, oh, she's his sister. And you see that they have a relationship, but that's that's it. That's all you really... That's it. Not the point. She's not the focal point. point. She's not the focal point. So she's either off camera, like the, the scene in the diner... A lot of her lines, she's in the background, off camera or off focus, and you're not really needing her to be there for it. Like she doesn't need to be there. Yeah, so she doesn't just, really play well, and and that she's kind of in the shadow. Yeah, uh, that's the point of it because, because her brother is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that she needs to live up to him, but she's definitely not paid attention to the same way that he is. But yeah. Um, All right, Derek. What what did you think? You tell me, man. You say it. Talk about. Well, since we're only talking about uh, the first half, I'm going to talk about something that's in the second half. So I love how it opens up with the bicycle scene and finishes with the bicycle. Isn't that great? I love that too. That's cool. I thought that was a great touch. Um, It makes absolutely no sense in the beginning, and it it really only kind of has sense towards the end, I suppose. It's not the bicycles really all that significant, but just kind of tying everything in, it, I think it was a nice touch. I think it was a nice choice. Um, I am, how do I say this? I am not surprised that the director is white. I am surprised that the person who wrote this is white. Um, which it's the same guy, same, same director and writer. Um, for the matter. Uh, and, and I felt it did a really good job setting the tone. I had an intimate understanding of this family's, uh, experience day to day, what it felt like when they were at home, when it felt like when they were in public, how they felt themselves in the space they were occupying. And, uh, I feel like that was really hopeful because I'm not black and I don't, know what it's like to, you know, be somewhere in public where perhaps you might have to deal with some dipshit. Um, I I never grew up with those issues. Um, but watching this, paying attention to the family and how they interact and how they feel, you can see it very clearly on their face, like how they feel in those environments, those spaces. And I think it did a really good job just setting the tone. Um, it helped me understand the push, the striving. It wasn't, I feel like there are, I'm certain that I've seen a movie at some point where there was a domineering father that was a white father teaching a son to be a football player and, you know, to never stop and keep pushing and be extraordinary and all those things. And it resonates very differently because of the way that they're telling that story on this movie. Um, it's, it's not that just, you know, black people have parents that push them to go beyond. It's not that just white people or any culture have just parents that push them on. It's the motivations behind that push 
and, and why it's necessary, why they feel that it has to be done. Otherwise you risk going back to where we came from or where we pulled ourselves out of, you know, I don't know. I think this, um, it, it helped me understand the gravity of the choices that they were making. Cause I, I felt, I don't want to say that I felt like I was living a black life, but it definitely gave me a purview into what that's like. I love that you just said that and I'm not being funny. I'm being dead serious because there's not a ton. I know they're out there, but there's not a ton of movies that you see a domineering father, but from the perspective of, of a black family, you just don't see a ton yeah. of them. And the ones in this one the, just did on such white, a, on, on the white side, the white side, I can only think of one movie that would be sports related would be the great Santini with Robert Duvall. But how many movies have you seen with domineering white fathers? There's a ton of them, you know? There's a ton of them. That's the difference. That's the difference. You're right. You're right. As far as that. And where this one, it's like, you know, you're getting a domineering white father, but you're getting it, not a black father, but it's not just like, oh, this is, I just got a dad that's really hard on me. It's like, no, no, it's, we have a, we have a specific reason reason that we have to do this and you cannot forget about it. Not when you're sleeping, not when you're shitting. You remember this all the time that you don't have a choice but to fight above and beyond everyone else because you are black. Like mm. there was a scene where he was, and, he, and it's all, it's because of himself. Because remember, he had, and she keeps, they mentioned his knee problems, and he blew out his knee when he was young, probably, and he lost his ride because of it as well. So he's trying to like make sure it doesn't happen to his kid, and it's about to happen to his kid as well because he's pushing so hard. And the other aspect of you have the workout scene, but then you have that scene where he goes out jogging in the beginning of the movie. Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just standing there like, all right, go. <laughs> it's just like, he's going to time him, I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't know if that's what he was doing or if he was, uh, like, I'm that's much better than you. I can catch up to you no matter how far ahead you get. No, I, no, I think it was timing. I, sure I, took it, I think it could be either way, but like, I took it as like, I'm going to catch you. Like that's how really? I took mm. it as yeah. yeah, because that his he has a competitive spirit with his with his son, but his son sees it as like that's the that's where the the real disconnect comes in with him and his father is that the son sees they it mentioned as it like a few a, times in yeah. the movie. There's there's a handful yeah. of instances where that happens. Yeah, and, and the son sees it as a oh this guy just wants to be better than me and everything. Where really what the father's point of view is like I'm trying to make him great. That's yes. all it right. is. You know, yeah. it's I'm obvious competition. It's a, yeah, it's a domineering father that loves the fuck out of his kids, okay? Yes. It's, yeah. it's there. But you don't, when you're a kid, especially when you're like a know-it-all teenager, you don't understand that. And also, too, his you're father didn't processing do, it that yeah, way. And his father didn't do the best job of like communicating, like communicating that message to yes. him either. And that's where a lot of the disconnect came in in this movie between the father and the son. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was. It was definitely there. Was definitely the communication was not there. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it's it's funny how you see, you get a lot of. I mean, the movie opens almost. It's I think it's the second sequence is him driving in the car with his girlfriend, and so you see the importance that this person plays in his life. You yeah. get that immediate. I mean, they spent. I feel like it was a solid three or four minutes of the opening of the film just to show me how important his relationship was. Yep. And I mean, that seconds are precious when we're talking about what ends on the cutting floor, right? And whenever you're editing all these things together and cutting it, whatnot. Um, 
And so they spent all that time. They gave us all of this context of how important she is. And then the only other person that you see him interact with as much is his dad. He gets a handful of interactions with his mom, maybe a glance at his sister once or twice. And then the couple scenes where he's like fucked up towards the end. Um, but it is all the relationship pulls and pushes from his, his girlfriend and his father and how those are impacting his mental state at any given moment. Cause they're the two most influential pieces in his life. Yeah. And man, it hurts. It hurts to see him follow this, this train of thought that you understand. I understand how you got here, but like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He drags you it with him wild. all I, the I way th- to the end. I think that that's what really, when you see, cause as, especially as like cognizant adults, like we, we understood and we would always, even from the outside looking in as older men now at this point well at least me and tomas derek's still about mm. 20, 21 <laughs> years old he's still a young buck yeah bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh don't get me started <laughs> but the um seeing how his father is to him we know it's out of love and how he didn't see that it was out of love was devastating to me especially the part where um before he goes to the party he like tomas said before they get into um he the our main character gets into i forget his name i don't know why but gets into the tyler tyler Tyler, ty yeah tyler gets into a really crazy screaming match with his dad and his mom before he leaves which is a stepmom by the way yeah it's his it's his stepmom but she's raised him since they were kids since they're kids so they call her mom his pet his mother died you find that out in this scene but um they there's a moment where he's like he's grounded he's not supposed to leave because he got in trouble for whatever lying or whatever he couldn't go out and he was you know drunk and fucked up and he got caught but his um he decides he's gonna leave the house and go to this party and he gets into a crazy argument with his dad and his mother and there's a point where he says something and i don't know why man it just really hit me hard where he says to his dad, he screams, he goes, I, I hate you, man. I fucking can't stand you. Yeah. And mm. it was like from like a really intense piece. He was wicked drunk and high at the moment because he's on yeah. that fucking oxycodone. He's on a fucking and, bender. Yeah. Just... And, and so he's probably not thinking about what he's saying. But either way, like the way it came out was so tough. And the way that the dad took it to was like. You could see that that's why Sterling K. Brown, I think, is so good at what he does is yeah. he was enraged, but he was also fucking hurt. You could yes. tell in that yes. moment. Like Physically said, and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. He was hurt by that, but also like like I can't let my son buck up to me like that. But like to well, me, he's like, trying. yeah, yeah. When I see when I see moments like that, it's it's I don't know. It that to me is magical, even though it's such a tough and shitty moment, because I really felt something intense in that moment. And I've seen this yeah. movie so many times, and this is probably like a total of six or seven times, and and I still felt it this seventh time. I was like, oh god, like that is such a tough moment, and these people are acting brilliantly. And I'm buying it. Like, I'm eating all this up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Because, I mean, mean, it doesn't matter if they're white, black, red, yellow. It's just the emotional aspect of 
the father, the parent, and the child is what really comes through in the scene. Like it doesn't. I mean, and 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 it's just well, one of those mom things. Is, where, mom is just she's having a rough time. Oh God, yeah, she doesn't know yeah. how to handle it, dude, and she doesn't know what's going on. You know, she's like, trying oh, to give him an out. Like she was trying to like just talk to me. We don't have to give dad into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and, and there was, was a just, point and it too. Was just, when she when he says to her like you're not my mom you're not and she's going yes I am yes I am I felt that like saying yes yeah, I am dude. yes I am yes I am because she raised this thing for like this kid since he was a little kid yeah, so, yeah. yes I am yes I am like and I was like oh like, god I mean, you have no other mother but me you're kind killing of thing. me like, dude like it's, like it was it was rough you're gonna call me rough. mom when it's convenient yeah huh? yeah yeah oh it was a yeah, rough was, scene but it's a that good was a scene. rough scene dude. it yeah. is a very good scene and yeah and then when he pushed him and he went down to the ground I was just like fuck and then and then when he did that you could see it in his face that it's like there's no going back now I gotta go Yep. Like, I mean, and he, he did, <laughs> and he did, and he just, and then like, he, I mean, it was like, you know, the, the prowling scene, it was, man, it was super uncomfortable. I was just like, the sequence of me. events after Alexis dies, like he darts out and he gets in his car and he's driving down the road and he runs into his mom and he's at his house. Like all of those event, man, you see bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. It was a kid s- severe spiral. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like man. He, it just hurts because you've been following this kid for an hour at this point, and you're soaking up the turmoil and the suffering he is enduring just day to day life, and you just watch him spiral downwards, and it just drags you along. And there's just a part of it too that you're like, "God, you're acting like a little shit," but you're also like, "Man, I don't want you to make these." It's not your things. fault, dude. Yeah, I know we don't. It's want not you your fault, this. dude. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want you yeah, to be you're... like this, you know? No, yeah, you got to make just. It's just like. It's like one of those things where it's like, God, just just make better you're doing decisions, all dude. The right, you're doing all the right things, dude. Just quit quit these one or two little choices, man. And then but but and that's what that's what I liked because it, I liked about the movie because one, like it made it gave me the feels, but also it asked it showed you consequences of the choices. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Because it's like, dude, oh, it didn't let up on it either. It didn't yeah. let up. Oh, and it, it just, and those are heart, consequences, yeah. and those are consequences that are real. Because, you know, and it goes back to the aspect of the toxic masculinity because he cannot show any weakness in any form in any of his decisions. By him going to his parents, he's showing weakness. By him accepting the child, he's showing weakness. By him uh, accepting the injury, he's showing weakness. So everything in his mind is showing weakness. I know. And with the amount of masculinity that he's got built up into because he's a fucking star wrestler and he's flexing with his dad in the fucking mirror and his dad's working out with him and he's doing, you know, he's got the, the, the girl, the cheerleader girl, you know? I mean, it's just everything is just so hyped up in his mind that it's like any little thing is going to be a chink in the armor and it's just like a house of cards dude and that's exactly what happens the minute that he fucks up with the girl it's just like everything just falls apart and and that's what it's so funny because that leads us kind of into the second half which which is a juxtaposition which i don't know if you guys have anything else to discuss about the first half no no no, go ahead go ahead um first of all which is really cool which i liked um is that during uh, Ty's story, the aspect ratio is in 16 by 9, 
And then yes. in the middle ground where shit starts getting wild between him and his in in moving over to his the next half of the story, which is about his sister, uh-huh. it goes to four by three aspect ratio. And then when we get through that middle part, we end up in the third act. So it's definitely by acts. These ratios go from sixteen by nine in the first act. The second act is in four four by three, and the third act goes back to sixteen by nine for the sister. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in that middle ground where we're we're in the second act, we find out that you know he he has to go to jail for thirty years because of the second degree murder. Then we start the movie completely shifts to his little sister's perspective, which. I had the first time I went and saw this movie in the movie theater because I saw the trailer and the trailer threw you off. I don't know if you guys watched the trailer. But the I did. Was, I watched yeah. it before I and I, I didn't know what to yes, expect. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. The tra- I did. trailer was, is nothing. nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks like an interesting film. It's A24. I'm going to go see it. So me and my wife went to see it and I was really glad I did. But um, once we, I had no idea it was going to transfer over to this, the whole perspective of his sister and his little sister at number one is a fucking angel like you just want all the good things to happen to this girl you just feel she for don't her. fuck with nobody yeah she you just, just feel for do. her because she's just a sweet girl and you get to see a little glimpse of that in in ty's perspective in the first act uh where she's like you know comforting him when he's puking on the floor but you really start to notice that she's now a little bit isolated because her brother is now a murderer and she went to high school with to the same high school that her brother was at. And you can see that she gets isolated and not looked at. She had a, there's a point where you find out she had to shut down all her social media because people were sending her hate messages and you just feel horrible for her because none of this shit is her fault. None of yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, she, she literally just knows the person. Yep. She's she related to the yep. person. Yep. And, and, and that's and that and that, that's and that's true, a hundred percent accurate too. Yep. And he, so the interesting part where I, where you say toxic masculinity is because you're right. That first act is completely just cake layers of toxic masculinity, <laughs> and then you go to the girl's perspective, which is not masculine, but she meets a boy. Okay, and the boy that she meets, and this is where you see, like, you see her like isolated and sad and kind of lonely. But then there's a guy that just is obviously awestricken by her beauty, and he's like this nerdy white guy, played by Lucas Haas, who's great. Okay, Lucas Hedges, Lucas Hedges, Lucas Hedges. Sorry, not Haas. Sorry, Lucas Hedges, different different actor, (laughs) Lucas Hedges. Um, uh, and he's fantastic in this, and he's like this nerdy dude who is the absolute antithesis of toxic masculinity and totally the men that she knows in her life are that and then she's got this guy who's drawn interest in her who's soft he listens he talks he'll talk about emotions and there's a moment where you really find this out when she goes where he she asks about his dad and she goes hey do you want to talk about it and he's like yeah yeah let's talk about like my problems with my dad because he had issues with his father as well and he's like yeah i'm I'm here to talk about it's like he wants to jump in whatever waters that she's in because he is in love okay you can tell like this guy is so into her there's a good vibe going on there yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and and that's what i thought was so crazy about the movie because you had this first half of the motion picture with tyler and it was so strong and so like so heavy, which was on you know what you needed to see. I mean, and not nothing bad about it. It was just 
part of it. And then you have this next say, section with when it comes to the sister. Um, God, I forgot her name. When it comes to the sister, and and it's it's a lighter feeling. You feel is sad for Emily. Her because, is that her name? Yeah, Emily, Emily, yeah. Emily, Emily. Where you have Emily's story, and it's just you feel bad for her because just because she's in the same orbit of this other person, she's been completely ostracized. Completely. Like, I mean, she looks at that table in the lunchroom, and those are probably her friends, or who she thought were her friends, and they don't even give a shit about her. So she has to go sit outside to eat lunch because by yeah. herself. It's like the saddest shit ever. Like, you just feel... And, and she didn't happens. do anything. Yeah, you feel and so bad about that. Like Because she's that. such a sweet individual. She's an angel. You know, and this and this this boy, fortunately, he didn't give two fucks. Did you guys recognize the boy, by the way? Yeah, it's Lucas. Lucas Hedges. In the but in the beginning of the movie, he's yeah, yeah, the he one, was he was wrestling Tyler in the beginning. He's wrestling Tyler. Yeah, he's yeah, the one that yeah. spit the blood out. Yeah, yeah. In Tyler the yeah. kind of, of effed him up a little bit, and he's the one who said, "Don't be a pussy." The toxic masculinity. Yes. Um, so again, here's another another sink. There is that yeah. you have this guy that like he just lit up, who is not like that at all. And he's no. made him bleed in the wrestling mat. And then and he now, called him a pussy. Yeah, called him a pussy. And now this guy is is like trying to kick it with his sister, but not kick it in a bad way. Like he truly is enamored by her. Like just in love. Yes. Like and and for a moment too, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is a real. fucking dumb dumb. Like who gives I know, a dumb I know dumb? he's just a such dumb dumb. a quirky, like <laughs> But it's like it's, it's like so adorable. Weird. It's like and like and adorable. You know, <laughs> he goes to eat his own, and he like can't get in the door. <laughs> he like walks the other way. He's, he's, he's just awkward. Yeah. He's so awkward, dude. Yeah, but he's he's, such, he listens to gospel music. Like, what's that well, all no, about? What that was, was like... so. What that was so. That's another thing we need to talk about real quick. Which we, before we go into the to the all to right. more of the girl story is that. Um, I did a lot of research about this movie after I saw it because it really blew my mind. And I have I remembered a lot of the information and I didn't relook it up. So some of it's a little fuzzy. Cool. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, but, go, go, um, go. So uh, he wasn't listening to gospel music. What that was, was that's the beginning of one of Chance the Rapper's songs. Chance the Rapper is like known as like, yeah. a, is yeah. like a super like God fearing rapper. OK, like that's just like his yeah. thing. So that's like the beginning of one of Chance's songs. And as you, cool. you heard in the song, it's it bleeds into that to Chance's song. So he, the Trey Edward Schultz uh, budget for this movie was really low. And I'm sure you guys will be able to find that out in just a second. It was probably, I think a couple million dollars. It wasn't a lot of money. And if you guys, first of all, six. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I want to point out that this film soundtrack is fucking amazing. Number one. Yes. It's right. A, it's a brilliant it soundtrack. The, okay. The music. It's, so good. It it's just, they killed it. And then, his score was written by by Trent Reznor and Atticus Russ. Yes, and yes. if you look at the lineup on his on the music there, Frank Ocean has a lot to do with it. I love Frank Ocean, by the way, guys. He's like one of my favorite artists. You have you have Con, you have Kanye, you have Kendrick Lamar, you have Chance the Rapper, yeah, you have Animal Collective. You have these really like, and it's a mix of like indie music and rap music, and all of these artists are very expensive. Okay. Yes. And they said that, and I was reading about it, and they said, because when I looked at the budget originally, because it's six million bucks, I was like, how did he afford this? Because so I looked into it, and what he did was if he got the rights of what those songs are worth, it would have been, I think they said four or five times what the budget of the film was. Holy so fuck. it would have been an additional, you know, 
10, 12 million dollars. Okay. So what he did was he's he's like, I, I think I have something special here. I cannot afford this. So he sent the a rough draft of the film to all of those artists and said, I can't afford you, but look, this is where I put your music this in. This is what well, I want to do. Please. And this is what I want to do. Can is there anything you can do? All of them, including Kanye West, said, do it. On me. Yeah. On me. That's great. Said we That's you gotta great. use it. That's use awesome, it. dude, because that, that's wild, okay? That's wild. I, Trent Reznor got paid beans for this. Beans. And he saw the, he saw the movie. He saw the, he, and he was like, yeah, no, I'll do this. I'll do this. And, and Atticus Russ, yeah, we'll do this for nothing. We'll do this for almost nothing. And not only that, not only that, they released it under their label. Yes. Almost mm-hmm. nothing. And, dude, this is the one thing I want to talk about besides the soundtrack and the movie itself. This to me, this movie of 2019 and even up to this point is the most underrated and overlooked film I have seen in many years. I never knew, even knew or heard about it, dude. Many years. Yeah, I'd never heard of this. Yeah. I've not seen a movie that is this fucking good and powerful and has... So support where these artists are like, yo, bro, you could use my music. ASAP Rocky's like, yeah, you could use my music for free because this is a great movie. And yeah, this looks awesome. Okay, look here, this is amazing. It fits. Yeah. This makes sense. And nobody's seen it. <laughs> no one's seen this film, dude. I had like, this is like great. I I love Kendrick Lamar. I Me too. Oh god, he's Frank Ocean and Kendrick Lamar are like my two faves right fucking now. Fucking yeah. shit. Well, I had never, I had never heard this great. song before. Yeah, it was, like it was all well placed. Yeah. Dude, the the scene. Okay, we we'll go back to the prowling. That prowling scene, I just I can't get over. But the prowling scene, and it's funny because the way they have the songs synced up in the movie are perfect for the scenes that they're a part of. Like the scene where he's prowling the most, the move, the the party. There's the line where this says where um, where he says um, in the song um, like Is that the I am a god song by Kanye. I am a ghost. Yeah, I am was, a ghost. No, no, he says I am a god. It's God. No, he no, says, that's. That's when he's that's when he's spinning out in his room and he's tearing shit apart. Oh, I but thought when that he's was at the party, we at the party, it's the it's the the Kid Cudi song where he's saying, he's Oh saying, yeah, like, that is I'm the Kid Cudi song. Ghost. You're right. Yes, yes, yes. Like, that is I'm gonna be a ghost. Yes. Where he's yes. like saying I'm a ghost, and I'm yes. like, fuck. That's why I thought to myself, like, fuck, he's gonna kill himself. That's why I thought I was like, holy shit, he's gonna make some fucking display and shoot himself in the head. But then it was even worse where he's fucking like gonna be a ghost in the sense that he's gonna basically destroy his life. And now he's a ghost. Like he's a ghost of his former self kind of thing. Where it's just it was like I was like, that's fucking. Very dope, well dude. this is the to me, like I, there's there's a there's not many movies that I've seen when I'm like, this soundtrack is perfect all the way through. This is one of them. Okay. Yeah. And it was so perfect that these artists were like, Yeah, you're gonna have to use this. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and just, you can't pay me, it's okay. Like, we'll it was let, we'll wild, dude. We'll let this it was happen. wild. I was <laughs> like, oh shit, dude. Yeah, like but, some of the like the tracks were fucking unreal. Yeah, it was just such a great and like to I don't know, just to be able to to get those people to back you and somehow nobody's seen this movie makes almost no sense to me that no. And I tell almost everyone that I talk to. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I brought it here. When I talk about movies, I like to, to tell them like, it, it, like, especially when people say like, Oh, there hasn't been any really good movies in the last few years. I'm like, watch waves. Dude. No dude. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this, 
It, nobody's seen it, and I don't understand why no one's watched this well, movie. Well, no one's no one's watched this movie because look, look, I ain't gonna lie, I love blockbusters as much as the next person, but these movies get swallowed up by all those types of motion pictures, and you just don't hear of them. I mean, it's a six six million dollar budget. It made two point five worldwide, yeah. less than two point six worldwide. Didn't even make back its budget. Mm-mm. In the motion picture, because it's a small film, it's an indie film. It's and what it, it is, and also too, like it made the shortlist on the Oscars that year on a lot of categories, but it didn't didn't make it all the way through, which sucks. Because if it did, then more people would have watched it. More you know? people would have watched it. Like what I'm gonna do on my trip, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna <laughs> exactly, I'm gonna watch a whole mess of fucking movies, <laughs> but on the plane. But either way, I mean, yeah. But it's it was one of those things. But going back to the, the sisters uh, part of the story, it's just it like all of a sudden, you know, with the, it, and I guess it was part of the, the whole feeling is that everything with Tyler was very dim, you know, like all Pressure. his scenes it was just surmounting anxiety. But not just that, but just the environment itself. Like it was everything. Every time you saw him, he was either late afternoon or evening and it was dark and which is part, I guess, on purpose, where he's in a very dark part in his life because he's feeling all this pressure from his father, where with the sister, with Emily, everything was all bright and sunny. You know, it was all in the daytime. Like when she goes to Wikiwachi, which is the mermaid place in fucking Central Florida by Tampa, <laughs> you know, which is like, which is so wild because it's where his that, that boy Luke takes her, which is so strange and it's just hilarious because it just goes to show you how much of a dork this kid really is i'm gonna take you up to tampa <laughs> to the aquarium to the aquarium to see mermaids and she's you know eats I mean? it, but she's eating it and all she, up a hundred percent she loves it because because this, it. because this kid is just showing her you know like what she's seen in her life is what we've talked about just this overbearing type of toxic mess and, and, and we can't say it enough and i know we're saying it a lot but just this this aspect of i'm a man i'm a man i'm a man and this is what's gonna happen because i'm a man she's Where you getting have a this, breath of fresh air from a different perspective this, yeah she's getting this kid who's just not like that at all he wants to talk about his emotions he wants to participate with her he's into her he sees her on a personal level and he's not trying to just ex- just com- just completely overtake her with his personality i know it's not that's he's just such not a him. sweetheart he's such a Dude. sweetheart and like the thing about it too is like i remember when he first was talking to her i was like nope this guy's fucking with her i was like nope this is not I know. Gonna be good that's he's what i thought nice. I was like this is not good he's fucking with her she's already and dealing it's just with it. like and then they go and have dinner or have lunch together and i'm like oh it's real thank you god the first time i saw i was like this is great he's not a she dick needs this. she needs this so bad <laughs> like is he catfishing her like yeah. this, is, this is where we've come to in a society where we watch a movie where a kid has where, where the character is Honest to God, just a sweet kid, mm-hmm. and all we can think of is, is he's this trying to screw kid her. Catfish her. Yep, he's trying to screw her. He's just fuck her. Oh, over. and no, he wasn't. He was real, and I was just so happy <laughs> that he was real. <laughs> like this is I legit, thought, you know? like what Derek says that when he gave her the lamp, he walked away and he fucking couldn't get in the door. He's just like fucking all like, where the <laughs> like, fuck am I gonna back. go? Hey, did you see? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. I was just like, this kid, dude. Their dynamic was so great. They did such a he great just bumped job. Into her. Yeah. He he bumped he literally, that's like it wasn't like a metaphoric thing. He bumped into her in the hallway and what was blown you. away by her beauty. Yes. <laughs> and took a shot in the dark and he landed, you know? What what if you it, that was like a typical meat cute right there, dude. Like it yep. was so yep. like such a throwback, like, yeah, you know, I hit you the other day. I'm sorry. Like it, and when he says that, I'm like, this happened like the same day, or was it like Earlier that it was the week, same day. It was the same, it was the day. same day. I yeah. couldn't tell. Three weeks earlier, I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I was like, and it's not only that, like the the whole so enamored. Yeah, I know, and not only just like the fact that he was a sweetheart, but they had real conversations. And what I the my favorite thing about her story is there was only really one moment where they talked about her brother. The rest of it was all about her. Okay, which is great. Yeah, yeah, which is what it should have been, and um, that also brought me to realize something about this film, with which brings us leading back to what Derek said about that first scene. This movie is about her. This film is about her. It's not about the brother. It's mm-hmm. about her. Okay, it's, it's, the movie starts with her and it ends with her. This film is about sure. this girl, and it's in we see this whole spiral and shit in the beginning and you think it's about it. It's not, it's about all what that, what happened there, how it affects her. This film is about this girl. And um, what I really loved about the moment, the moment, like what we found out about her is like when she was talking about um, the, the boyfriend's dad and she, she said, Hey, do you want to talk about it? And he did. She was like, and he found, she found out he was dying. She was like, we you have to go, go. We have to go see him. You got to go see him. Pretty much like you're gonna, you're gonna regret it. Yeah, you're gonna regret if you don't say what you gotta say, or if you get, or if you have a moment with your dad when he's at. You gotta go. And they went and traveled to go see his dad while he's dying because his father was a piece of shit to him, but he was dying of cancer. And she went and she pushed him to do it. She challenged him. As, she, as he's challenging her to experience life in this, like, I don't know, this, like, magical way that he's bringing to her. It's she, very, she, very Walt yeah, Disney-esque. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she, she's also challenging him to, like, okay, you know how to love. Like, you got to do it even, you got to push it a little bit further. So let's let's nudge you in that direction to, to, to go close out this chapter with your dad. And to me, as, like, a, they're, like, what, 16, 17-year-old yeah. kids? Yeah. Yeah. To, to do that at that time in your life and you see that this girl has insane emotional intelligence, you know? Yes. And um, you also find that out too when she's talking with her dad and her dad has, you know, a moment with Sterling K. Brown where they talk about what happened with her brother and he's, he does admit, hey, I haven't, I haven't really given you a lot of time. You know, I haven't really yeah. spent a lot of. I haven't lot, spoken to you in four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, my bad. And I got to fix that, which shows that which you really find out there too that this father is a good father and he loves his kids. And she breaks down and says, "I fucking, I'm, I'm so mad at him. I fucking hate him for this. Her brother for what yeah. he did because he's ruined her life pretty much. You know, yeah. like at the, for yeah. what he did. You know, yeah." And and that's why too. Not when, just after her that life. Moment, he's like, literally fucking. On a, on a, he basically put a fucking grenade and just fucking threw yep. away the pin and just fucking blew yep. up their lives. Everybody's lives. And her she, lives. 
her family's yeah. lives, and then Alexis's family's lives. Alexis, yeah, and she's she feels like she's to blame for it because she was at she that didn't party stop him. and she didn't. She didn't stop, stop him. him, and she knew she, she, she goes, saw like, him. Stopped it, and I didn't. So, like, I don't know, man. This movie's just ah, oh, it's so good. There's, lo- there's good levels, movie. dude. There's a levels lot of levels. Movie. It's an onion, baby. And it, you know, and, and I, when we go back to Emily's story, when she we're in that four by three ratio, there's the scene in the courtroom when they give the guilty verdict to Tyler, and he doesn't even look back at his parents, and he just walks away. And it's one of those things where it's like, just like with Tyler, you didn't really see Emily too much. Like as soon as they gave the guilty verdict, he didn't even look back at them; he just walked away, and his back was turned. When well, he was know, gone. He, he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. He did look at them uh, up until, like, he looked at them bef- while he was walking forward, and then as soon as they were, came to the door, he didn't look back again. But he did. They made eye yeah. contact. But okay, it was, it was just it was just briefly. like. But he's got. What I love about it is he's gone, and now you're gone. just focused on Emily, and that's yeah. that's so important in because, this in this story for her. Yeah, because I mean, because they made it seem like it was. He's so. I mean. I want to say charismatic, but his personality is so overbearing in the motion picture because of what he is that once again, toxic masculinity, which is you're on top of the world a hundred percent. And it's just boom. You just, it's like a fucking like atomic bomb just goes everywhere. And he's just, just fucking did it. And it was wild. But then you go to Emily, which is just, it was so amazing just to watch her grow the character and experience all these things that she didn't experience. Now, granted, I would never let my daughter go to fucking tamp on her own with her boyfriend in high school, but that's just me. Well, well she did it. No, she they didn't excuses. know. She did it without without her parents' I know, blessing. I know. Yeah. Fucking bitch. No. <laughs> that's, um, so you guys haven't mentioned... Uh, what the mom was going through. Oh, oh yeah, let's God, talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's go. That was so deep we, too. the kids. The kids was the kids was deep. But let's talk about the mom, dude. So, you know, mom is struggling, man. Like her her only son is, uh, you know, in jail now, and and his life is totally derailed. And you know, who knows if he'll ever recover from that? And <laughs> lo and behold, um. Man, mom realizes that at least to some extent, maybe this is the husband's fault and she maybe not interested in him, maybe resents him quite a bit for his role in pushing their son into this space, this mental space. And I mean, dude, he, okay, so he's getting pushed away from his wife. She resents him at this point and he has, she has to, he he can't talk to anybody. He's been alone up on this mountain of mighty, right? This manly mountain that he lives on. And he's the only guy up there. He's all alone. He's got nobody to communicate with. He's going through all this, losing his wife, the one person who he like leans on the most. And <laughs> he has to talk to his daughter about it. Like, cause that's who else are you going to talk to? And he's breaking down, dude. It hits home. Like it, that, and that emotion- gravity to the, to the, the characters and their development. Yeah, and and she's and the nice thing about it too is like, and this just further proves like what an angel she is is that she's like, I'm here for you. You know, thank it's you for fine, telling man. me this. Yeah, thank you for talking to me and sharing your heart for, with me because that's what I've been looking for for the past 16 years. You know, yeah, so, all those times that I was trying to like connect with you. Yeah, 
And, I mean, and, and, and it's something that, you know, you, we have to do as parents as well is that we try to show this like, like united front or this front that, you know, we are in charge of everything, that everything's going to be okay, that we're not going to, and sometimes we just have to tell the kids, listen, this is what's happening. And, and it's something that we have to kind of be aware of because these kids themselves are, are fragile in, in themselves. And, and it's just one of those things where if we make sure that we have those open lines of communication, shit like hopefully shit like that doesn't happen. You it doesn't get I mean? to that point. It doesn't get to that point where you show a kid, listen, if you want to talk about something, talk to me. I'm here. And just kind of keep reiterating the fact that, listen, I'm here to talk. Whatever you want to talk about, doesn't matter how uncomfortable it is. Yes, I'll fuck around. And I'm the kind of guy that likes to fuck around with shit serious. But I always tell them, listen, I understand that I joke, but understand this. I'm always here to listen in every aspect of it. And That's I, what I tell on. my daughter. Yeah, I think that has to do to, like, I don't know, it, like with this film specifically, and then also just in life, like I don't have yeah. kids. So the only thing that I can really... Uh, talk about is my relationships with my nieces and nephews and um, I have very good relationships with them like I'm very close with them they call me and tell me things I just had my nephew call me the other day to just be like hey man I haven't talked to you in a little bit let's let's shoot the shit pretty much you know and um, I think it was important did you make him watch Blue Valentine uh, yeah, and uh, actually, him and my niece. My niece like <laughs> really loves film, and she maybe that's why they didn't talk it. for a while. No, no, they liked it. They liked it. You know why? Because they're into good cinema. They get it. They know <laughs> what that is. They know what. Not that if they is. know you, dude. Oh <laughs> God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Anyways, but um, yeah. So like, I think that this film went. There's there's a weird generational gap and i'm sure that our parent maybe you know tomas's parents and yours too derek there there is a sense of tough love i think that we had in our generation of parents that mm-hmm. may not have always been i don't know how it is i can't speak for you guys but may not always have been open lines of communication because i know that there was times that i definitely could not tell my mother some of the things i was dealing with you know <laughs> and, no, for sure. but I, and I wanted to be sure that with my nieces and nephews, because those are my kids, that you can you could tell me anything. And this is a judgment free zone. I am going to be honest and serious with you, but also too, like I'm never going to like hurt you or go out of my way to make you feel bad about what's shame going me on. For what you're no, there's no yeah. shame. There's no shame with me because I don't. I didn't want that myself. And I always want them to have open lines of communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is a generational thing. And I think that especially in this film, it shows true. What are you laughing at, Derek? What the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm getting oh, what an asshole. Here. Why oh, That's why I wasn't going to say anything. But since you brought it up, <laughs> yeah. I think your lines of communication are failing if they told you that they liked Move Out. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Everything, bro. Go ahead. Right. You yeah, think they're being honest with you and they told oh, you they liked God. it? <laughs> again, again, they know good cinema. So, you know why? Because they have me in their life. But anyway. I was going to keep my mouth shut. You brought yeah, it up. How about it? <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no, no. I think that, they, you know, uh, our parents' parents are, were probably even worse. You know, they were just like a no, you don't, you know, there's a clear cut. You There's right and wrong. And you do right. And you got to do what I want in my house and blah, 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 blah. And so do the right, not the wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
yeah so i think that that film did a good this film did a good job of kind of like showing that and i think that hopefully as generations get bigger and broader we get a little bit better about communication and stuff like that especially when we all been locked in our houses for i know for For years yeah i have to actually be around these people 24 7 i know i know and it's 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 just one of those things where you know and, and then it's just it the whole point of this movie in my mind is just communication that's the whole thing is that like if you don't have communication within your family, within your friends, within just relationships in general, because because if you think about it's, it, look, you have you have the communication breakdown between him and his girlfriend, between Tyler and Alexis, and then you see the whole other opposite between Luke and Emily, where their communication is full, a hundred percent open. Yeah, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I see. Where you have his, where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fucking abortion. I don't want this kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. it's just like, it's just so domineering on one side. And the other side is so supportive. So it's just, you want to make sure that when you're having those kinds of conversations with either your friends or your children, that you have all aspects of that life happening in your life. All aspects of that just experience and you want to be sure that you are talking but it also depends on the person you're talking to because if that person doesn't want to hear it you know that may not be the person you want to be speaking with you just have yeah, to be but sure they, they, have, have, a, to they have a genuine caring for each other to want to listen want yeah. to communicate to want to be honest and and uh non-judgmental to each other i mean they, they're fostering great communication and uh you know <sighs> With the way that the first half of the movie turned out, I had really um, con- I had strong concerns for Emily. Like, what? What? How, where is her life going to get fucked up now? Because she was doing okay for a long time, and, and that was cool because I was like, "Oh fuck, dude! Like, what's going to happen now?" I mean, like, I was one. Oh, I was no, really, she didn't fuck up there. No, she's doing the right thing there, man. This guy right is actually kind of nice. Shit, where is it going wrong? I know, like, that's the thing. That's yeah, you're waiting for the for the crash, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then the crash didn't happen. You know, you were just, it was very well, and I thought, I thought to a certain degree. You know, they, they eventually have sex with each other. And I'm like, oh, this is where it happens. Like, her whole life is over. Something's going to happen. She's and gonna, he's just... She's gonna get uterus cancer or something, oh and God, that's what she's gonna get HPV. She's gonna get HPV. Yeah. This kid's like rolling around with fucking like the hip or whatever. You know, what I mean? like her life was about to go sideways, and I and you know what? It didn't. He's got the clep. Also, too. <laughs> oh God! Like that was like. Well, they both they deflowered each other. That yeah. was the thing. And it was like the most adorable deflowering <laughs> scene I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was it was pretty so, cute. It, it sounds like so cute creepy, and but awkward. It was awkward and, just... and adorable and cute. It was weird because you I'm saying that out loud now, but it's like there was everything about their relationship was just like, oh, thank you. I can breathe now from yeah. the first half of this film. I was so worried. I, my ass clenched. Like, something fucked up was about to happen the whole time. Like, I couldn't oh, enjoy Jesus. it. I couldn't savor that. Maybe they won't get just murdered or something. <laughs> oh, shit. No, but there was a... So the, like, I, w- I thought something was cool. The scene... Okay, so there was a part of the movie after everything happened with with Tyler where there was the transition scene where it was like all like 
weird colors and figures. And then for a split second, very off focus, you see Tyler because it was the you you noticed the blonde or the 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 bleached hair, and then it went blurry again. You didn't see shit, and then you saw her. Yeah, that was the transition. That? Yeah, that yeah, was the transition. transition. I was from like, to him. that's cool yeah. as shit. I wrote yeah. that down. I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, I was just like, yeah. that was a cool way to transition. Yep. So I guess now we're going to go to Emily, and that's when it went to Emily's yep. story. So that, that was, was really I, cool. I know we're dropping back and forth and yeah. shit, but I just but Derek, like, like, that was one thing I had to see with that. Yeah, yeah. Derek, you look like you just had an epiphany. What was that? Man, um, the way that. <sighs> You're going to say this is stupid. Yep, the way, probably. The 100%. way that they... Okay. Um, how do I say this? They have very clear lines of communication. They're clearly very comfortable with each other and feel comfortable being themselves around each other, right? Not having to put on a facade or, or you know, fake like they're cool or popular or whatever. They're, they're, they're very comfortable. And... I think that's the only reason that that sex sequence seems genuine. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I think back to my old memories, there was a lot of nervousness, right? Yeah, and yeah. He yeah. seemed, I mean, he, he, he was nervous about his uh, perceived poor performance, mm-hmm. but. Um, Which is like every. Every like, guy. I've never ever. met one guy that was like, "Man, I killed it the first I- time." Killed <laughs> <laughs> it like that every I'm time from now on. Stud, I'm done, bro. Yeah, I'm a bro. I just stud. went for hours, dude. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe the dad. Maybe the dad was that guy. <laughs> um, but, no, no but, man was that guy. No, <laughs> no man. But, was that guy. He he. <laughs> It, it would not have felt realistic had I not seen all the precursor events of how well their relationship was hmm. accepting to each other. And my favorite part, and I, man, this part just kind of struck a chord for me. I don't know. Um, they were driving to to see his dad and they're talking back and forth about, you know, various things, getting to know each other. And I forget, frankly, I forget the comment that she made. She was describing something she had been through that was uh, struggling, probably something related to her brother. I think they must have been talking about. And his response was, I mean, that just sucks. I don't have a clue what that must feel like. And it floored me at the emotional maturity that it must take for a 17 year old, 16 year old kid to say say that, Mm -hmm. to say those words that man, I mean, I've I I don't know that I've ever had the right fucking wits about me to say that to someone in the right time. Mm. Mm. And man, like it just fosters this, this space of acceptance and comfortability with each other and true caring and, and interest in the other person. Yeah. And man, that whole concept of just admitting, I have no idea what you must've gone through. That's like the beautiful thing about their relationship. Derek is like, they, there is no shame. There's no judgment. There's no, he's like, I polar opposite of the first half. Exactly. And he, he's like, I love you for you. And I want to be with you because of you. And I'm here for you with all your good, your bad, and your ugly. And even if I don't understand it, I am just present. 
and yeah. that's what's and like to go back to the to the awkward sex scene that's also like goes back into like the non-judgment and non-shame like the way they were talking to each other like he's like oh gosh i'm so sorry because <laughs> and she's like she's like oh it's okay it's okay it's okay it's totally fine it's like she's like i get it i, I know i know i get it and then he was like well you want to just do it again she's like, yeah she's like yeah yeah i do it's awkward but it's like also but it's so like, genuine really and accepting and, and wonderful and, at the same yeah. time Time, you know it's, it's it, guys this movie is is a very good movie okay? it's a very it was and a very good movie i, can, I, I appreciate I'm gonna, it i'm gonna have some words with derek i feel like but this movie <laughs> is fantastic on a lot of oh, I, I, we haven't, read... I haven't been, been begun with my critiques oh no no <laughs> go ahead what seriously Oh no! I'm making shit up. What are you talking about? Oh, this movie is fantastic. You idiot. You idiot. <laughs> I had to go in there for a second. You did. I almost got. You know what? The only problem with this movie is there was no animation. Yeah, that's you could <laughs> oh, say that. In fact, there were some pretty impressive uh, VFX, though. Uh, you don't you don't see that stuff too often, but well, what, no, what there was okay. There was okay. What, what, what VFX are you talking about? Yeah. Talking oh about? man, they were very proud of that camera rig. Oh, that's that not was, the effect. Oh, that's just a camera buzzing around. It's, Hold on, let me, let me explain. So the camera rig sits on a little gimbal and spins around on a little jib, right? Yep. Um, those windshields were digitally replaced. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Incredible. Yeah, because well, yeah, they obviously they can't put a crane arm through a glass pane. Um, but. Yeah, that one of those windshield. Usually, I think it was the front windshield is what where they were. There actually was no windshield on the vehicle. The actors were acting with it. Oh, did you look this up? I didn't even look that up. I thought it was just this is how, yeah. This is how they do those scenes. Um, wow, they digitally insert the 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 windscreen, the the, the glass windshield. I know they do that, um, but I thought for this one, they literally just put a gimbal in the middle and it turned around. That's just what I thought. I, I, you probably did um, right, but I thought it was just in the could, middle and it turned around. They could have done that in some of them, but there also were some scenes where the camera entered the vehicle. Yeah. And that has to ride in on a crane yeah, arm. That's, and that's, there's also yeah. some scenes where the camera moves, uh, like the, the spinning axis moves forward or backward in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, uh, rigs have yeah it's on an arm doing that usually yeah um but yeah and uh seamless edits to the point like if if you if you thought about if you watch this entire movie you'd have thought that it was entirely vfx free yeah, um, yeah. and it was discreet it sent, blended right in you did not see any of it it mm-hmm. is fantastically done i don't know who, what studio or whomever did it but fantastic work mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. i really loved those those car shots and i was like because yeah. i i did not really seen something like that before and i was like Mm-mm. wow that's and they did it multiple times like when they were ever in a car it pretty much was just like yeah, every car they were in yeah there were okay so that was one thing that i i didn't and I, I don't know that it's right or wrong but i definitely didn't enjoy some aspects of how that how it was shot Physically, like where the presence, where the camera is, what the motion of the camera was. Um, some sequences were very shaky or jumbly, and it was a little just too jarring for me. I, I, don't I, know, like, I, I didn't like purpose. it as much. Yeah, that's on purpose. I feel like it was just too much. Like it would have been better if it was just a little bit less. And then the, the revolving camera happened a lot. But I figured 
I mean, it, it didn't, I don't know. I just guess I didn't like it. I don't know if it was <laughs> what I would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. So it's okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, no, there was, um, there was, I, mean, there, I was just reading some of the stuff and, and I was like, I was like, I, I was rereading the quotes of the, the dad with the, with Emily. And I was like, damn dude, I forgot that it was, it was intense. The whole yeah, conversation he had shit. with her. Yeah. It was deep shit, but no, I mean, I, I, they did a, it was, it was a lot of cool little camera tricks. And like I said, like a lot of natural light they did in the motion picture. And it was just, it was just, it was a lot of good decisions. We've talked about decisions and it was a lot of good decisions made on the part of the director in regards to how the film was going to be shot and what he was trying to present and how he was going to present it. And it just, it worked. It worked. It worked for a movie of this caliber, this small, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not a lot of times where you see a movie like this where it's a budget's only six million dollars. This movie you could potentially say was like twenty twenty five million dollars. Yeah, it, that's what you would think. The production you know? quality yeah. is there, one hundred percent. And that's something that you see with like with A twenty four. Is like some of the production quality on some of the movies is out of control. Like the green, like uh, what's it called, the Green Knight. I mean, mm. it's fucking production quality is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you have movies like these small ones, like you know, like those Blum, like A twenty four and then Blumhouse pictures, where they're just very small budgets, but they they make they hit the mark. They're making great okay. great films, though. Yeah, I have to I have to ask this. Um, I, I I think you have made a, a correct assessment, Eric. This is a great film, and I uh, I struggle to understand how films like these are made. When they don't make, when they lose, when they lose so much money, um, like like I get, I get this is a great film and it was underappreciated, so it should have made more, but it didn't. What I mean to say is like this director is is going to be acknowledged and accommodated for the quality of film that they put together, and mm-hmm. these actors will do the same thing, and they will be given more opportunities to do more great things, and potentially lose money. Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? Well, if you so. <clears throat> I think we briefly spoke about this with like um, Paul Thomas Anderson recently. I think a little the last where we said like Paul Thomas Anderson makes these films that have like, you know, 30, 50, 60, 70, hundred million dollar budgets, maybe right. at its highest. And they don't, he doesn't even make that money back in the front end, you know? Right. 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 So um, typically these guys that are known as like film auteurs or artists of the craft, um, we'll be able to continue making films just for awards because the aftermarket is so high for these films. So like after it leaves theaters, they end up making a shit ton. When you win an award, you end up making a lot of money. Okay. Whether mm. it's being sold to streaming or whether someone's buying an actual physical copy or rental, whatever it is. So, Oh, um, so they're teed up to be like cult classics or, yeah, yeah. or and, popular and, films in home. Yeah, exactly. And there's still a big market for after the theater. So that's where money comes in. Now, with A24... So this is like a fancy version of a straight-to-DVD release. Kind of, but it's the thing about this film is that I, I don't even know what the aftermarket sales were for it because... Like I said, anytime I talk about this movie with anybody, nobody knows what the fuck it is, you know. And mm-hmm. um, so, it, in the in the the realm of a twenty four, a twenty four is an is a in like an independent film distributor, like a production studio. Okay, a, a distributor of independent art. They make the films that they allow to make the films that they want to make, 
Okay. There is no, if you look at their catalog, there's no rhyme or reason. Uh, there isn't even it's like good stuff. Yeah. It's just good stuff. And I don't even think it's solely about the money. Of course, money is involved. They got to make generate some sort of revenue so they can keep on funding films or f- distributing films. That mm-hmm, has to mm-hmm, happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to do so with some of their, their bigger pictures. Like they have, you know, they have bigger, um, artists like so for instance like ari aster who made midsummer and hereditary those films weren't astronomical budgets they're bigger than six million but they're pulling in fucking stupid money especially in the especially in the aftermarket you know maybe not in theaters but afterwards they're pulling in crazy money so they're able to take these pictures that they can put six million dollars to and it's not as big of a deal if they don't make the six million back because hereditary you know you may have spent 30 million dollars on it it made 150 in the box office you know so i mean what does that mean for films like this it means that that, that, that are moving to streaming i mean uh, buying dvds is it it means people still buy dvds but those yeah. streams generate revenue it costs money for them to to offer but that is it, but is it does it uh are, are they able to survive with this current model in that type of changing environment obviously because a24 is killing it okay a24 things out yeah they're pumping things out and it's like i haven't seen like there's I don't think I've seen an A24 movie and I haven't seen them all, but I haven't seen an A24 movie that I was like, wow, that's a real pile of shit. You know, I haven't. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. They're putting out good content and I don't think they really care if it's getting to the masses or not. I think they care just as long as they can continue making movies. And here's where you have to where, okay, and this is not because of whatever reason. I just think that A24 is in the aspect of their distribution and filmmaking, you know, planning. They're following the, I guess you could almost call it like the Marvel Studios aspect of it, where they're going to release a certain number of movies a year, not overextend themselves enough, just do enough where they're going to do okay. And chances are, and and the, and they do they're very picky with their with their scripts and what their movies are going to distribute but chances are they're going to one of those movies because they feel it is it is is going to hit it's going to hit and because of that it'll allow them to continue and if they hit on multiple accounts it's only going to get better for them and, and they have right now they do have they they I think they have like a loyalty to their filmmakers so yeah. like Trey Edward Schultz's movies, I think he's got three or four of them. They're all A24. Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, they're all A24 films. So it's like they've 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 got maybe they maybe they contracted them. If not, either way, I think these guys are like, no, I'm gonna stick with A24. I think it's like a choice too, to be like, I want it because they're allowing you to make the content that you want to make. And yeah, I think that's the way the, that you want it. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's the big draw. And another thing beyond that is is that a24 is literally fucking killing it. There's people that have like A24 tattoos. They have a shop at their website that people buy A24 merch. Um also too and then you have like 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 um like Tomas just said something's going to hit. What do you think their biggest money maker is right now? You know what they're fucking Mid- making a killing on right now? Mid- it's Euphoria, which is oh, probably oh, yeah. probably right. the best fucking television show I've ever seen. 
So in check the, out our last top uh, top shelf episode. Yeah, dude, it, it, Euphoria is unbelievable. It just ended. The season just ended last week, and I'm like, God, this is such a good show. So, um, they're they're making wild money from that. So they're able to say, okay, we we've now made you know 300 million dollars on Euphoria, and guess what? Now we can make ten films, and only one of them is going to be like 20 million dollars, and the rest are six and seven. And guess what? We can plan our budget for the next ten years. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. like. And in, in, then you can throw bigger money at some of the other, like Robert Eggers is, is just uh, finished making the movie The Norseman. And that is like a huge epic. I think that might be one of the bigger, like A24 productions. It's like mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm. Viking epic movie, you know? Yeah, so, and, it look, and it looks awesome too. Looks I can't sick. wait to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's anything like any other A24 film, it's going to like still be on like. But it, 60, I think, 60 million, I think, something like that. Think, no, it's probably look, a smaller budget, but either way, it looks amazing, but, you know? I mean, and, and it looks and it looks like one of more of like the uh, A24's like more commercial kind of fair, where it's going to be real intense. It'll still have the emotion, but it'll be fucking action, well, adventure, fucking yeah, gore. It's commercial, and, but it's not going to be that commercial because it's Robert no. Eggers. So, yeah. you know, it's gonna be, you're going to get that it's whole, be intense. The whole yeah. level of weird there still, you know? So, but, um, yeah. But yeah, they're they're a great studio. I'm a huge fan of A24. I, I really love what they're doing. I think that they have the ability to really push cinema in a different direction um, and really make a name for themselves. The only thing that concerns me is that if they get big enough where they do turn into a blockbuster, like a, a, a big, huge blockbuster distributor, which I wouldn't want. But I don't think that's what they're looking for. I think they're looking for to continue doing the model that they have right now. I and, think they're and I'm not. I'm not trying to compare it, but the only thing I can think of that would be in comparison to would be Marvel Studios, recent memory, and then before that, before you know, we realized what was happening was uh, Miramax. Miramax, that's what scares me. Miramax is the yes. thing because that's like the token, like okay, looking at studios that pushed out like content that was amazing for small budgets, and then they turned into something fucking else, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, this got really shitty. They got super political within the within the film world where they were controlling what people were doing and stuff like yeah. that. I really the hope the Weinstein brothers, yeah, the Weinstein brothers ruined fucking Hollywood, which you know. So like, I I'm hoping, and I really do not think a 24 is going down that road, but I really hope they stick to the model they have because it's brilliant. What they're doing right but, now is some good shit, you know. But but greed, dude, greed gets in the way of that shit, dude. It's so, so true, it's so true. So <laughs> we shall see. Especially in Hollywood, and see what happens. You think it's man. gonna go downhill? I, no, I, no, I no. But you, I hope I, not. I you think, just never know, dude. I think what could help is the current times that we're in right now, where yeah. we do have a you know straight to streaming or like limited theater release then to streaming. I think that could help a twenty four to stay in that zone. But I don't. Again, like I don't know anybody who works for a twenty four. I'd love to like talk to someone to be like, hey, what is your ten year plan? <laughs> you know, to see like what do you yeah. like? Are you guys staying in this realm? Because I think this is where you really are hidden and like really found something special here. Because it's just great shit, man. I haven't like I watched that movie Red Rocket recently, which was a twenty four. Yeah, um, yeah, such a weird movie, but so it was good. It's just like really. They're putting out good stuff, man. It would just really break my heart if they turn if it turns in, into in a. In ten Max. years, we're gonna see a sequel to Waves, and it's about uh, the dad uh, doing murder suicide. So it's all good. Mm. It's all oh, good. Shit, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs>
Sorry, no, no. But anyway. wrench, man. <laughs> Stirs your stomach. You hear somebody doing shit like that. Anyways, but all right. So, uh, but yeah, okay. I think I think that's it. I mean, I'm Time for good. The if you guys are good. Oh, I'm Time good. For the ratings, man. Derek. Hmm. I don't know if you want to hear it. Okay. Shut well, the I fuck mean, do up. you want to do you want to do the rating, or you want to do you want to talk more? Are you done? No, no, no. I'm good. Let's do ratings. All right, I'll, I'll give my rating uh, first. I'm gonna give the movie a solid. I'm gonna give it a solid eight point five. I like it. I like that score, Derek. I'm gonna go with a solid eight point five because it's just like it got you in the beginning, that first half with Tyler, and then it it, it like destroyed you, and it was like, and then it built you back up to something very sweet in the second half. So it was just it was very good. I was very impressed with it, Eric. The awesome. feels was there. I love dude. it. I love it. D Rock. Mm. D Rock. <laughs> All right. Uh, quality of the film, how well it's made, uh, you know, production and so forth. I give I give it a four point five. Um, I did not see any glaring flaws. There were some things that I didn't like, but again, that's not what this rating portion is about. Um, there just wasn't anything spectacular. They executed the basics flawlessly. Um, so it it gave it gave it a very solid, understandable tracking and following the story and plot and so forth. Yeah, production, so forth. Uh, Four point five. How much I enjoyed it, man. I don't like feeling like shit, dude. <laughs> I don't like it. Derek don't, don't like the feels. He don't, I don't like. like the feels. I don't like uh, <sighs> the, the pressures that the dad was laying on. The anxiety that Tyler was feeling. The at that point, just gut wrenching dread for whatever was about to happen to Emily. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the feeling. However, um, I didn't hate the movie, the story uh, the, just for the sheer glimpse of uh, what life must be like to, to live as a black person day to day, that glimpse into that, 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 you know, peering into that, that world that alone has a lot of value to me. Um, just getting that perspective. Um, I, I see it as very crucial. Um, and so it, with that being said, I gave it a 3.9 for how much I enjoyed it. And that brings it to an 8.4. Oh, Derek. Okay. Wow. Look at you actually rating something. Outstanding good. dude. Yeah. Outstanding. Good. I don't like feeling like shit. That's why I gave it a three point. Yeah, well, it's because you you fucking don't know movies. That's why you don't know you know <laughs> shit. You know shit about movies. <laughs> That's what it is. Eric's nieces and nephews <laughs> blink twice if you're watching these things <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it an eight nine. Uh, I think it, you know this is a great movie. I think it is severely overlooked. Um, you know, uh, oh yeah, people are sleeping on this one. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a real. huge sleeper. I don't know why people aren't watching it. I wish they would, um, but there's something special here. So uh, this is an eight point nine. So it's uh, almost oh, that's close to a perfect score, but not quite there. But I'm excited to see uh, what this kid keeps doing in the future. I'm sure he'll put out something else on a twenty four as well. Oh man, is it time for the top? 
shelf. Yes, it is. Top shelf. That's great. We should we should totally like put that in. Snipping that, putting that in every episode. Shelf. All right. So, all right. As far as top shelf, I got one. I know I've told you guys. I don't know if you guys even listened to me or even watched it. Not, not nope, often. Tune you nope, out. Nope. I already I'm lost you. Yeah, 100%. Glad you asked as a first sentence because I wouldn't have caught it. Is <laughs> Yellowstone, the show Yellowstone. You guys oh, yeah. seriously need to watch it. I know that's been my top shelf before. I watched the prequel series that was on right now, which was 1883. Sweet fucking God. One of the most amazing television shows I have ever seen. I have heard ever. so many good things about this show. Dude, that show is unfucking believable. I heard it's great, but I don't like period pieces that much. Man. Oh, dude, dude, and I, and I know it's a Western. You got to get past it. But I've never seen, for FYI, the main thing of the show is the family going to Montana where they you know, where the Yellowstone Ranch exists in the show, in Yellowstone show, they go to Montana. But the family's trying to go from Tennessee to Oregon. So they're taking the Oregon Trail. And I've never, I mean, I've played the Oregon Trail game. I know it was fucking harrowing. I've listened to, you know, uh, podcasts about the Donner Party. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I know it was horrible we've died of dysteria dysentery yeah you know fucking you you know dysentery i don't know why i said dysteria 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 sure a little i'm a little sauce guy i think i think there's dysentery with hysteria but and you know i've been attacked by indians i've drowned in river crossings i get it but to actually watch it unfold over a 10 episode series was un believable plus since it was on paramount they did not skimp out on the fucking gore and violence of it. sam neil isn't that right no no sam sam elliott sam, El- sam oh elliott God, that's what i meant i'm drunk yeah, yeah sam who's elliott recently yeah. who's he's, he's been he's been kind of canceled recently over his comments about power, power of, the, of dog. the dog but yeah i mean but, that was a little intense but i'll be honest the movie wasn't that good but anyway <laughs> I mean, like, he, I don't agree with his comments, but the movie no. wasn't that great. Yeah, He is so amazing in the show. And so is Tim McGraw in the show, dude. He's great, too. Fucking, not only that, uh, there's so, there's a few cameos. Like, Billy Bob Thornton makes a cameo. Fucking Tom Hanks makes a cameo in the show. Isn't there another famous country singer? Uh, In the in the show? Yeah, I thought so. I thought there yeah, were two. Yeah, I think it's a little Nas X. He's in it, right? Oh, God. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. But dude, no, no. But That's I'm what I was you, thinking about. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, watch it. It's worth it. Because what they fucking go through is so horrible. And uh, I'm just like, wow. I heard they didn't pick it up for a second se- season. Did you well, read that? Well, you don't need to. You oh, it's done? To, is it the miniseries? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a 10-episode limited series. The thing is, is that the guy who wrote it, his name's Taylor Sheridan. He wrote Yellowstone. He's written the other show called uh, Mayor of Kingstown. He wrote this show. But he also well, has He's got another- a lot of stuff in. Those are all Yeah, current. yeah, yeah. But not only that, he's got like three or four more shows that are in production. One is, uh, so you have 1883, which is the story of the Dutton family getting to Montana. And then you have a show called 1932, which is a story of the Dutton family as well, but from the aspect of the youngest son who was in 
1883. Gosh, all these spinoffs. Good God. But, <laughs> but, dude, I'm telling you, dude, dude, like, the show is good. Watch Yellowstone. You don't have to watch Yellowstone to watch this show, but it just kind of adds up and it gives you a little I'll bit I'll maybe give it a here. shot. Give it a shot, you fucker. At least it's not fucking, like, at least it's not, at least it's not trans. No, no, no. At least it's not transistor radio, yeah. fucking egg yolk with a side of egg. Banana. Toast. Banana. Yeah. Flan anime of the year, <laughs> you dicks. Yeah, sure but was. Watch sure it, was. Watch it. Eighteen eighty three. It's worth every fucking minute. Sweet. Plenty of suicide and scalping. That's all I got to tell you. Okay. Well, good. I'll keep that in mind. All right, Derek. <laughs> how about your fourteen top shelves that you bring into the table? <laughs> hungering, hungering for some scalping, I suppose. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Last week, yeah, I briefly mentioned that Legend of Vox Machina was going to be amazing, but I hadn't seen it that time. So did it count top, as a top shelf top back shelf. then? Great top shelf, Derek. Okay, moving on. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Derek, did no, you cannot use the same thing. No, Do something go. else. I know you have go. 14 of them. Choose another one. <laughs> okay. It, it, um, God, if it's anime, Derek, if it's fucking anime. You know what? I'm going to meet you in the middle. <laughs> There is a music artist you can find on you know various streaming sites called Shaka S H A K K A. He's a uh, uh, I don't know British rapper I suppose. Um, is he related to Shaba Ranks? I have no idea. No Shaba. idea. Related to. Anyway, <laughs> he has an EP called The Lost Boys. Came out in 2015. This is my top shelf for you. You need to listen to this track, uh, this whole CD. It's it's seven tracks. Um, I don't remember what the term is for it, but when you know the when each song subsequently ter- tells a story across the whole album, I've forgotten I've forgotten the term, isn't it? Oh God, I'm I'm forgotten the name. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, that's that's what this CD is. Shaka Lost Boys EP um, came out in 2015. Seven tracks fantastic it is it tells a great story it's just in fun there's no seriousness to it um but it it, the the beats are catchy the hooks are fantastic um i'm listening to the rest of anything he puts out now and and if anybody can send me a link to where i can buy this album on vinyl hook me up because i would love to have this in my collection lost boys by shaka check it out I appreciate okay. that. That's good. Thank you. I just Since I can't my, pick anime. I just, <laughs> added it, I just added it to my library right now. All right. I will listen to it tomorrow while I'm working. Mm-hmm. I will. No, All I right. can't deal with that. I can't deal with 14 episodes of fucking, I don't know, glum, stupid <laughs> storylines <laughs> that make no sense with. Uh, that was rude. I'm sorry, Derek. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> You it was, meant it though. I didn't. Mean it. I didn't mean it. I was. I just got overzealous. It's the liquor talking, dude. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Eric. Um, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, so I think uh, my top shelf, and I know it's really funny about this is that I brewed through this. I swear, if you give me an anime, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, never in a million years. Uh, you ever heard of guys? You ever heard of a show called Demon Slayer? That's my, oh uh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, you watched it before I did. Dude. Shut the fuck up. 
No, so I watched this show like in the last two days, and like it's only five episodes, but I like just went real hard. Mm-hmm. It just came out on Netflix like yesterday, and it's called Worst uh Worst Roommate Ever. And it's about it's a true crime show with five different episodes about people that had murderous um murderous roommates, ones that were like squatters, the ones that were like abusive. And it is or it's interviewing wild. them wild. Yeah. Wild dude. Yeah. It's actually the actual people. It's real. It's a real show. So it's a real it true crime doc. worst, worst oh, roommate I ever. It. I see it. Yeah. Oh, it's a true shit. crime documentary. And it's just, dude, wild stories, dude. <laughs> and like just really well done and really interesting. One of them, I'll just go into a little bit. One of them is about um, a like 65 year old woman. That was taking people in our house and collecting their social security, saying that she was quote unquote taking care of them, but she was like slowly poisoning them and burying them in her backyard. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, dude, dude it's wild. <laughs> Just casual hobbies here, dude. Wild uh, stuff. Wild stuff. But yeah, great that show. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Tomas, you like. Yeah, you like that kind of show. I, so love, I, think I you'll, love this you'll shit. Dude. You'll probably breathe through it really quickly too, because it's just like I just could watch it. I already added it to my list. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. It's good stuff. So, uh, worst roommate ever. Check it out. It's good stuff. That's all I got. That's awesome, dude. Damn. Also, two second little secondary thing. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but the ye- oh no, no, we can't do that. You can't do that, bro. <laughs> the ge- the genius documentary about Kanye uh, West. Of, of course. Actually- I, I thought, I thought I that was gonna it. be your. It's really I thought that was it. gonna be your top show, dude. It's really good. Like I'm I know, really I know. I know you. I know you worship at the at the Church of Yay. I I so. do like Yay. It's true. I do like. Yay. He's crazy, but I I like him. You know, so like I can't. I and I hated as of like five years ago. I really hated him, and something just changed in my heart that I'm like, I like Yay. The dude she, he's putting Kim through and everybody dude, else. Yeah, dude. Like... He's listen, bro. He's Coco for Coco for Cocoa Puffs, bro. I get it. He's wild. He's nuts. My my wife keeps me up on it because she's really into the to the Yay and Kim drama. But like, listen, dude. I can't help it. The man is a genius. Okay. Dude, yes, oh you, okay. you know, you know, you know what, you know what changed you. You know what it was, dude. It was Interstellar. That's what changed you, bro. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, because you said after you watched Interstellar like five oh, that's times, true. Day, yeah, yeah, that's you don't true. know if you like it or hate it. It's true. So that's what happened. I think I that's was just, happened. I just was so like annoyed with his <laughs> antics that I was like, I don't even want to listen to his music, so I never did. And then I was like, just started doing it. And my, wife, right my, path. my yeah, my wife was like start like just for some reason started listening to Kanye. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna listen to Kanye. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is like, really good. And speaking of which, in the movie, the kid has Tyler has a Life of Pablo poster. In his I wall. know, dude. It's a great album. Life of Pablo is a great album. So like, I don't know, dude. I it's a great. Also, too, the nice thing about the documentary is is that like it kind of gives you a little bit of insight of why he is kind of the way he is. So like that was also kind of enamoring for me but he is being a little cuckoo right now with the with the uh, kim kardashian and pete davidson stuff double top shelf for you there sir first and only time first and only time but he's like he's like he's like clinically like yeah no no he's got he's bipolar like it's legit bipolar, it's, i'm yeah, not saying legit. that to be funny he legit no, no he is not he's not so, but most geniuses head. have a little something going on upstairs and he is yeah. a genius he is very good at what he does on a very yeah. very high level yeah so, for real for real just saying but anyway all right well Check out, Derek, i know. think you should watch it so you can have a little bit more insight into to kanye's life 
I might watch it. I might. Watch you know it. what? Listen to my album. I'll watch some of it. I'm going to. I'm gonna. Listen. I added it to my. It's like. Do you want me to show you? I literally just pulled it up. <laughs> it's like right here. It's like my. It's still on my main screen. It says Shaka. I pulled it up. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see about that. Just saying. Lost boys. It's ready. It's there. I expect right. a full opinion piece. I will give you one. All right, okay. Cool, cool. So, so now, let's go ahead and go to the next film. Uh, uh, Derek, what are we choosing? What, what, which rabbit hole are we going to be going down next episode? All right. Well, you know, um, I figured that I needed to give you guys a bit of a breather because apparently <laughs> me not doing one anime was not enough. So I'm going to do another one that's not anime. Um, Love but it. I, I need I need your you need your assistance. So first, are we doing artsy or are we doing funny? Whatever you want. Well, it's your call, no, no, bro. No, no, no. I need your help. I need you to I help like me narrow it down. I like both. So like, <laughs> yeah, dude. The one we're gonna do. We have have no, some other artsy I, films. I, I, I'm not picking. You can pick it to us. I'm not picking, dude. You just choose one. I'll Derek. pick an anime. So no, you will not. No, you will not. Then you need to pick, buds. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, you, 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 you gotta give us. I mean, if you're gonna do artsy, you gotta give artsy me context. Or funny, artsy. Or okay, fun. artsy. Give us a movie along the lines of artsy and a movie along. A twenty fours. Okay, twenty four would be artsy. Okay, and along the lines of funny, give me something. Comedic. I don't oh, know, thanks, funny. Derek. You're gonna laugh. Wow, thanks, you're gonna Derek. laugh. It's a wow. it's a comedy film. He goes, a comedy comedy he goes you're gonna la- funny. You're gonna laugh. He gives me a twenty four and then says funny. <laughs> funny you're gonna oh laugh gosh. oh my god you're making this okay. too hard pick dude 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 just you pick bro flip a fucking coin yeah, i don't flip give a, a shit coin. dude mm, all right you ready yes he has a coin heads, readily heads, ready readily heads, available has his artsy tales is comedy oh okay for, oh Derek, my. where were you right now were, were you, did, you just, did you have a stroke <laughs> which is <laughs> <laughs> all right what did you, you say you, heads is what heads is Derek, Derek, do, you, do you smell toast, do you smell toast? <laughs> what, what did you say okay so laid <laughs> it on comedy okay well there you go heads there is, you go heads is comedy right is yeah is that right all right it's fine sure. yeah whatever See no want. evil hear no evil 1989 gene wilder and uh richard, richard Pryor. Yeah, oh shit dude i haven't seen that, I haven't in seen that movie minute, in like, dude i mean like it's been 30 years yeah. since that yeah, movie yeah. Dude. kevin spacey is in this one also oh wow i didn't know that 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 yeah. that leads party that, that, rolls that, bunch of pokes, bunch of pokes. Who, what was your artsy pick yeah yeah what was the, now i'm concerned uh, you know, I'm not gonna tell you because I'm gonna save them for later. Oh God! It was te- technically if it, if uh, I had only had one funny uh, film that I was considering, I had two artsy films I was considering. So I, there would have been a subsequent question you would have had to answer. I wonder if you would have picked the toy. We would have had a, quite mm-hmm. a conversation. Dude, I listen, listen, man. Nope. <laughs> I don't. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I really fucking love that movie, dude. Well, like I toy? loved it. I loved that. Movie. As a kid, yeah, I loved it as a kid, dude. I haven't never heard of this movie. <laughs> it's probably super. You've racist. never heard of the toy? It's no. Richard Pryor, and he. It was super racist. It's probably. Dude. <laughs> as I say, it's probably outrageously racist, but like, <laughs> I haven't yes. seen it in forever. But I really. That's love one that of movie. those movies, man, where it's like you can never make that movie ever again. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one of the, those that the never. Concept, almost all of Gene Wilder's catalog. <laughs> the the concept of the toy, Derek, is like Richard Pryor gets bought by a rich white yes, man yes. to be. You've a, already, you've already yeah, yeah, tipped over the scale. I know. <laughs> to be a and toy for his son because his son and thinks he's funny. 
And it's not like as if they were talking like Wait, he it's purchased like, a human he, no, to well, be not, the not, child's. Not bought him like you're enslaved by me. He like paid him to come live there to be his son's toy. Like a nanny, but I'm not a nanny. I'm no, just, you're just you're there to entertain to my, and, my and, child. And, you're and, there and to he, entertain my kid. Yeah. And he found him at a car wash. Like it's but, just but, fucking. <laughs> it's so. And why? I, I assume Richard Pryor's character is just consumed by the concept of making all this money for nothing. Uh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's part of it. Like once he realizes how much money he's he's working at a car wash, he's probably not in upper class, right? And he ends up liking the kid a lot. So there's this whole, you know, I mean, it's 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 got a very the kid is like a shit eating grin shit kid, kind of like you, but like, (laughs) but like then you turn to like he becomes a motherfucker, you know. know, It's it's whatever it's but it's one of those movies that you can never really make again because it's just there's too much a it's lot too of much over and undertones. Yes, so seriously. I, I asked I asked my wife. I, I briefly mentioned this to you, Eric, but I have my wife like you know what do you think? What what should I pick? And she goes, man, you ought to ask him to watch Blazing Saddles. I was like, first off, they've absolutely already seen Blazing yeah, Saddles yeah, a million times. Yeah. Now, and second uh, off, and it, it's, it's super it's racist, racist, a little bit satirical, but it is, um, it's, it's satire, but it's racist. Yeah. 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 That's, and I, and, uh, and, 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 it, and it's on purpose. It's racist on yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Like, they did it on purpose. Mel Brooks did it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I said that it's on purpose. It's satire. You know? Because Mel Brooks is by no means of the no, imagination is no, racist. No, 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 no. But he did I don't, it on I don't know how I would fact. feel about choosing Blazing Saddles after Waves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have been pretty good. I would, I'm trying with you. to be culturally aware. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're watching Waves. Okay, what are we watching next week? We're gonna watch Schindler's List. Okay, <laughs> no. Dude, my speaking wrong of turn. List, wrong turn. Speaking of Schindler's List, my friend of mine asked me, "Hey, can I? Can I? Can I have access to your Voodoo account, which has my movies in it?" And she's like, "Cause right, she right. goes, because I wanna." I want to watch Schindler's List. I was like, oh my God. she's like, it's the weekend and I want to watch Schindler's List. I'm like, are you sure? This is reminding me. What's wrong? What can I help you with? Shouldn't I come over? I know. Are you oh my okay? God. This reminds me of the, this reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld where he never watched it. He just kept making out with his girlfriend while he was watching the movie. It's just like, <laughs> like anyways. All right. Yeah, all right, anyway. we've gone way off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, and before we hang up, before we leave the, the show, we're going to go ahead and put out a quote. And this is a great quote that I that heard in the movie, and I saw that thankfully they put it out here on the IMDb, is the conversation, I think he, I think it was a conversation he was having with his daughter, and he told her one little line. He said, you have so much love to share with the world and so much life yet to live. Because he didn't want her to fuck her life up like, she, like her brother did. Mm. You know what I mean? Man. So that's a, I just thought it was a great line. It, is a, good it was. was a great line. There were a number of great lines. Yeah, in that there, were. Alone, there were. There were. That was a good quote. It was a good. All right. So anyway, so we'll see you guys in a few weeks. We're gonna put it out there. Um, hopefully in the next six months, and then uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, three and years later, stick stick with us, Sally. All right. Peace <laughs> out. See you guys later.